Nicole. This is Tiffany. It's Saya. I'm Carol, and this is what keeps us together. Basically, the group chat in your head. Living rent free. All right, y'all. Today, 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 we have a special guest with us. <laughs> oh, okay. Air horns and everything. I didn't even realize we were doing everything like that. Uh, so we have Miss Allison Howard with us. Allison, you want to tell everybody? Hey. Welcome, welcome. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. First of all, I want to say thank you for joining us. Um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about Allison. First of all, Allison has written a book. Uh, the new title is, what again? I, I'm, I have the old one and I forgot to look look up. The, what's the new title? Oh, you've got a new title for your book, first of all. <laughs> I know I'm Uh-oh, uh-oh. I- we're breaking up a little bit. Oh, oh no. Uh, I know, I know love. Okay, there it is. All right. So, uh, book titled Unknown Love. And so I'm going to read a little bit about who Miss Allison Howard is before we get into exactly what this book is about. Uh, but it says here that Allison is an equity or excuse yeah equity leader in education founder of Alexander Howard Education Consulting wow I cannot talk <laughs> an author excuse me a native of College Park Georgia Allison began her career in education as a teacher in South Louisiana after graduating from Southern University and A&M College she has served in numerous leadership capacities with Teach for America and other school-based organizations. She has led as an administrator with both charter and public schools. She started Alexander Howard Education Consulting to support teachers and mid-level leaders in their quest to be their best authentic selves while leading others. Ooh, I love that. She believes in leading from wherever you are in your journey. As an author, Allison believes that stories about Black queer people are overshadowed by white heteronormativity mm-hmm. and seeks to change that. Her new book chronicling a love story between two black women over an extended period of time, as she mentioned earlier, Unknown Love, is due to be published this year, y'all. All December right. 2021. Hey. We love to see it. Yes. Uh, so when she is not leveraging her skills to combat inequalities across multiple sectors, Allison enjoys exploring new recipes, traveling, and reading. Her greatest joy is spending quality time with her wife and her three boys. Three, three boys. boys. So cute. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely cute Got boys. Yes. Yeah, because the oldest is what? It'll be five in about three The weeks. oldest is the five? Old, wait, how old are all of your children? Bless your spirit, Allison. Five, two, and the baby will be a year and 
two weeks. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, wow. You're, you guys must be run ragged all the time. I have one two-year-old, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> Boy, it is a lot. <laughs> They're very well-behaved boys. They're very well-behaved boys. All right. So, um, Allison, hi. It's Nicole. Can you give our audience a brief synopsis of your book, Unknown Love? Yes. So, Unknown Love is um, it is a love story about two Black women who struggle to recreate a fairy tale, right? The fairy tale, the dominant narrative that's told through Disney and other movies, movie classics like The Notebook. Um, and it spans a course of about 10 years. Um, it just chronicles the ups and downs, highs and lows of what all it takes um, to, to get to happily ever after. Thank you. Bet. Okay, so in the synopsis that you sent us before, I know you mentioned quite a bit about your motivation for writing this book, being a void in the market. What did you feel was missing and why is it important for you to fill it? So I think the first time I ever read about a story of um, black women in love, it was like this hidden story. I'm not sure if you've ever read The Color Purple. I know mm-hmm. like people have watched the movie, but to actually read the oh, book. no, I've never read the book. Um, never really go deeper. Somebody said no. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about it. I have seen the movie. Have you know, like, the yes, book. we've read the book. No, <laughs> no. we've never read the book. <laughs> the switch up was quick. And, like, I've seen right, the cover of the book. Just to like... Oh, wow. We're going to get y'all some some reading. Wow, Um, we sound uncouth, uncultured. Who is we? I read it. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're being shaded. Because you read. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. No, just just in analyzing the text, I think that was the first time um, just seeing Mm. love between Black women um, and even to think about how that story was told, right? Um, that was the first time it happened. I read a book a few years ago called, it was called Here Comes the Sun. And it was a little bit better of an attempt to tell the story between two women. Um, but it talked a lot about all the issues that they faced in mm-hmm. being able to be together. Um, so the societal challenges they had, the familial challenges, um, and it was never just about them being able to to love each other openly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is why I feel like there's a void in the market. And then when we think about love stories, most of the love stories that get told are between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the publishing industry. Um, it is it is white dominated. And so either you're a white publisher or you're a white author in order for your story to get told. Or we have the romance novels. You know, we see like Fabio on the cover of a book. Um, and so it's like, this, this is something, <laughs> this is something that is different. Um, and I think it's also like something I wish I had been able to read like when I was younger or up mm-hmm. and coming. Um, so yeah, that that is my why, my motivation for writing the book. Okay, with that said, what do you think would have changed for you if you had been able to read something like what you're writing at a younger age? That's, a, that's another good one. I think I would not have held on so tightly to this idea that it has to go this one way. Like mm-hmm. there's this this linear path to achieving happiness mm-hmm. um, that, again, gets told in stories, gets told by Disney, gets told by 
um, Warner Brothers or Fox or whomever, even the, the TV shows that we watch, um, there's always a love interest, usually a male or usually a male that's going after a female. Um, and it's like they meet, they fall in love, it's happily ever after. But you don't get to see all of the, the challenges that they face in the background. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and for me, um, I found it interesting that time was a big theme for you and for the book. Um, and I've heard the story or the stereotype you hauling for lesbians in particular before. Um, but why did you feel the need to debunk that theory? <laughs> uh, because it's a, it's a real thing. Um, people meet, they fall in love, especially like if it's someone you relate to. It's easy, obviously, in a in a lesbian or a, I'll just say a same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm not a man. I don't know how it is for them. But you connect with the person. And because you all share um, the same sex, it's like, oh, I really, I have met my soulmate. This is my person. We're going to go ahead and we're going <laughs> to jump off and we're going we gonna to get married. We're moving in together. This is my forever person. And it's something that happens. But this story doesn't happen that way. Like, mm-hmm. it really... Um, is drawing out their periods of time when the people don't see each other, they don't talk to each other, um, but they always fall right back into where they left off, mm-hmm. um, despite the challenges that happen. Again, it just goes back to, you don't see this story being told. I think the, the closest thing that comes to mind for me would be Love Jones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But yeah. even then, that's, that's the course of a year or two. Um, and again, it's, it's, a, it's a male and a female. Right. So just looking for the juxtaposition in the narrative. So sorry, I have one more piggyback off that, because I was also thinking back on the type of stories I've seen with um, two women in particular. It seems like it's always over-sexualized as well. Oh God, and so yes. for me, I thought it was interesting that you chose um, a time representation. Did you consider the overly sexualization of women when you were writing or did you just want to completely stay away from that? Oh, I thought I actually mentioned that in my in my story, but I guess I didn't. Um, yes, that was a big piece of it. Um, usually, and I think about, like, I grew up in the South. It's all about sex, right? If you see a, a same-sex relationship, it's, it's about the sex that they're having. Um, if it's a movie, it's about hooking mm-hmm. up. And so I think the in this word, story... Good Lord. The, right. Um, I think in this story, the characters Aaron and Peyton might have sex once um, mm. throughout the entire book because it, that's that's not what it's about. It's mm. really about the journey of learning themselves and each other. Mm. Okay. Wow. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited. Now, I will agree with you, Allison. I, I have read books where even um, the authors are African-American and you're still not getting really the depth of love in those relationships, especially between two women. So I will say for myself that I'm excited to see what your book is all about and to uh, really get into the characters. So tell us, how can we support you? Where can we buy the book? Where? What are your social media handles? How can people follow you? I am off the social media. Um, however, um, most of my social media handles are just my name, Ed Allison, and I spell A L L E C Y N. Um, I, my Twitter, not my Twitter. I'm sorry. Who? I mean, I use Twitter for work, but not really. Um, my <laughs> social media handle, uh, Instagram, is Allison A L L E C Y N Gay G A Y Howard H O W A R D. 
not gay because, of course, I'm a lesbian, <laughs> but that is actually my birth last name. I have to make that quite clear um, to people. Listen, I mean, you know, um, but when I got married, I took my wife's name. And so um, I make sure I, I put that out there. Uh, and oh, you said buy the book. So uh, I am in the throes of revisions. And so once I am finished revising, getting feedback from my editors, um, the book will be available wherever you can buy books, uh, uh-huh. Amazon, Target, the library, um, in case hey. you can't afford the book. Come on um, now. Hey, you know, I want to make sure people can read um, the book. I want to make sure that it is shared broadly, and I hope that it also inspires other people uh, to tell their stories and to share their stories as well. Yeah, we got to have you back once we get a chance to read it so we can right. talk about the book. 100%. Right. right. And when I'm not moving around so much, so I do apologize <laughs> um, to y'all for that. No, you're good. It's all right. You got three babies under five. We, we fully, fully <laughs> Life is movement for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers uh, the uh, Muppet Babies. Uh, I think Carol knows the theme song. I my fit babies <laughs> may make your dreams come true. Yeah, yes, Ooh, yes. Um, so if you're familiar with that, we've got Kermit, we've got uh, Miss Piggy, Piggy Gonzo, and... Animal. Um, Animal. Animal. All of them. And uh, recently, one of them, Gonzo, uh, took an opportunity on one of the episodes to share his um, new... To reveal a different gender. Something that he had not been going as or being called before. And so he took an opportunity to... uh, Tell his friends all about it. So I'm going to play a clip from the Muppet Babies um, with Gonzo and his big reveal. It's just did something so big it will make you cry. There you are. You missed our royal ball. We met the most amazing princess. But they ran away and all they left behind was this. Everyone, there's something I need to tell you. The princess who came to your ball tonight was me. I'm Gonzarella. But Gonzo, why didn't Vu tell us? Because you all expected me to look a certain way. I don't want you to be upset with me, but I want to be me. Oh. And just so you know, although that's um, uh, only a segment of it, Gonzo goes on later to reveal that he... Uh, they would like to be called the pronouns them they, and they oh, are non-binary. Oh, okay. It's it said it at the end of the video. It just okay. Gonzo didn't say it. Gotcha. You <laughs> didn't make it that far. I'm not. I would say I'm not revealing anything that's not in the video. I'm just wow. <laughs> Should I be offended? <laughs> How does it feel? I don't know. I missed that part. I'm so sorry. Ah. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It happens. Oh, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Me too, I didn't know it was shaped because I was like, oh, I didn't know either. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was, but we know who did. All right. <laughs> all on yourself. Mm-hmm. Moving right along. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, this is this is this is definitely something. I don't even know if I thought about it being something that I would be 
interested in hearing, but or having being put on a program for children. Um, but I thought it was really big of them to even consider adding a, or not even adding a character, but um, transitioning a character from the traditional binary um, gender gender genders, I should say, and then going ahead and adding um, another onto the show. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and also just for clarity's sake, um, we did look it up. And Muffet Babies, um, their demographic is kids that are ages three to eight. So this is the age that they're targeting. Okay, Allison. So would you say that three to eight is an appropriate age to talk to children about gender identity? Why or why not? I think three is almost too late. Um, I think you start having a conversation whenever a child starts to identify themselves as male or female. Um, Part of that is my son, for example, will say, I'm a boy. Great. How do you know you're a boy? Somebody told me I'm a boy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think about like the toys that they play with, going back to when Target used to have these um, male and female aisles for kids. and I remember hearing people um, say, like, that's a boy toy. And the first time I heard my son say that, I was like, well, what makes it a boy toy? Um, you know, it's a toy that boys play with. And it went back to, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think as soon as kids start to identify toys or themselves as, a, as male or female, that's the right time to start having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, because people tell me I couldn't have Transformers because they were boy toys, and that messed me up. Oh, that, no. That, yeah. As an adult woman, I would be sad about that. Right. Okay. <laughs> I to tell you, Transformers was a joke back in the day. Wait, so I don't know. So, I, what, so what are you saying? Like, because I have a, a son, he's two, um, mm-hmm. and he's not necessarily saying, like, these are boy toys or anything like that, but, of course, all the toys people give him are cars or trucks and things of that nature. And when we go to the store, I kind of let him pick whatever he kind of gravitates towards. But so for you, like, what kind of conversations are you having with your three-year-old? Or like, if he's like, besides what you say, are you just really questioning and asking them to relay back to you how they understand it? Or like, how are you handling these conversations? Yeah, Yeah, so for me, it started in like before birth. Like I didn't identify, I didn't know what I was having um, for my first child, primarily because I knew that people would genderize them as soon as, mm-hmm. as soon as they found out it's a boy, I'm a buy a bunch of blue stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a girl, I'm a buy a bunch of pink stuff. Right. Um, and so I think we just take it as it comes. Like he loves watching the typical Disney shows. Um, the new Cinderella came out. My man wants to sing the Cinderella, watch Cinderella all the time. And so it's like, if that's what he wants to do, why not? Who is it hurting? Right. Um, we as a, society again continue to perpetuate a heteronormative narrative and until we break that cycle it's going it's going to continue to play out i think it's the same thing with racism y'all talk about racism mm-hmm. so yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's not too taboo um and so we we have the conversations we talk about um colors the colors of clothes um fashion mm-hmm. um, and i worry you know as they get a little bit older what conversations they will have with their friends. Cause I work in the middle school now. I right. mean, um, more recently as some kids say, Hmm, are you a boy or a girl? You tell me. And then you tell me what classifies me as a boy or girl. Right. So having those conversations in middle school, but 
when my kids start to get of age and bring their friends around, I just want to make sure that I prepare them to have those conversations with their friends mm-hmm. so that they don't feel ostracized in any way. Yeah. Right. Middle schoolers are ruthless. Yeah, right. Are. That's that's no. I when I um volu- I volunteer also in an elementary school not far from our church. They are equally as ruthless. Uh, the kindergartners would you know take the time and be like, okay, I've seen your whole outfit. The world has told me this outfit is you know mm. attached to this sex, but. We have been calling you Messiah since the beginning of the school year. So some questions need to be answered. Are you a boy or a girl? What is what is what is happening here? Yeah. And, and right. I understand the whole black and white that we as a society have fallen in because it's easier than having a spectrum of right. of of uh, gender identities. But or that being mm-hmm. also all that kids know, right? Because that's how everything is relayed to them exactly. to make it easier for their yes, understanding. Right. When it's really right. easier for us, us to explain to them, exactly. than it really is easier and for them to understand. It really becomes apparent on Tuesdays because I've dubbed Tuesdays as Bowtie Tuesdays, and so um, they get real confused <laughs> every week. They get really confused every week. Uh, so the same you know, kids take it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> listen, 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 Linda. It, it, it's, it's middle school. They've been in. They've been in, in in the house for a year and a half. So sometimes, yes. Okay, that's fair. That's oh fair. yeah, yes, you're right. <laughs> Doing yeah. this again today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Every Tuesday you said, huh? Right. <laughs> Is it Tuesday again already? Right. Well, thank you, Allison, so much for joining us. Yes. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Again, you guys thank can you, follow so her on all social media, Allison Gay Howard on Instagram. Yep, that's correct. All right. And again, we look forward to getting your book. Yes. December is the target. Yep. And we'll um, yep. let us know uh, the date and we'll make sure to uh, help promote. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank, Thank, you, you, Thank right. you for joining, Thank joining you. us. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, with that being said, I think it's important that we address the actual definition of gender identity. So we want to let you know that it is here defined as gender gender identity is defined as a personal conception of oneself as male or female, or rarely both or neither. Maybe less rarely now, but neither here nor there. This concept is intimately related to the concept of gender role, which is defined as the outward manifestations of personality that reflect the gender identity Gender identity in nearly all instances is self-identified as a result of a combination of inherent and extrinsic or environmental factors. Gender role, on the other hand, is manifested within society by observable factors such as behavior and appearance. For example, if a person considers himself a male and is most comfortable referring to his personal gender in masculine terms, then his gender identity is male. However, His gender role is male only if he demonstrates typically male characteristics and behavior, dress, and or mannerisms. That was a lot. (laughs) And is it clear for anyone else? Yes. Okay. Well, identity versus role. Yeah. Which I think is the question at hand. Or what it's confused, maybe. Yes. I think a lot of people associate the roll with the gender so much that there's never any there's a blurring of the lines versus mm-hmm, there being mm-hmm. a, a complete definition of both being completely separate right i would agree should we take this opportunity to say our pronouns sure she her carol she her nicole she her tiffany she her saya oh that was easy
Right. <laughs> it's a blanket statement here, I guess. <laughs> guess we kind of could have, unless somebody was going to reveal well, something. I mean, you never know. You never know. Okay. block anybody's opportunity. Right. You can't assume it these days, huh? Right. But I did think it was interesting. One, I like that these conversations are being had. Um, for me, when I first started, I was like, oh, this is really cool that we're teaching kids. I think the biggest thing is teaching kids just to be accepting right. yeah. of everyone, regardless of what's happening. Because I think even at that young age, they might not know what's happening, but they just know that they don't like or don't identify with what everyone's telling them they should like or identify as. So maybe that's where, why at that age we feel like we need to expose kids to everything so that even if it does happen, they're not like, I guess, disrespecting or being mean to kids because they're different than what they're thinking they should be. So the way I kind of align it to and I could be a little off base is like how people always say children don't see color like they see your personality first which is you know like when you see kids it's like they they don't necessarily they're nice to every or they're at least they're sweet to everybody in the sandbox and then it's like oh well that person's mean to me or whatever and then they start to build an opinion off of feelings, emotions, and, and relationship versus or what they're taught at home. Yes, right. Or, or that, what yeah. they're taught at home. Um, but I think it is important, important to address acceptance, which I'm glad is, you know, at, at least broadening someone's thought Understood. process yeah, outside right. of what they're being taught at home. Cause right. I think that that's the interesting thing that came across my mind when Allison was speaking, when she was talking about, and as they get older and my kids are going to have to address these conversations with their peers. And, you know, I made the joke about middle schoolers being mean. I feel like there comes that point of time where kids are trying to learn self versus other. And that's what creates that bullying dynamic, that mean dynamic that, oh, you don't fit the mold of what I know and have learned to be true. Mm -hmm. And so that's when people get picked on. So I think that um, a lot of the conversations around Gonzo have been, about what kids are seeing with Gonzo identifying as them and they, but not enough around what the other Muppets are emulating by accepting Mm -hmm. them for who they are regardless. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not... But it's also both. Right. At the same time. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. Yeah. To your point, even about the middle schoolers, it is, there is... Uh, learned behavior, to your point, Nicole, um, about what is deemed the accurate way in which to um, to uh, reflect who you are out to the rest of the world, right? So they have been told um, boys get their hair cut, girls wear mm-hmm. long hair, girls wear dresses, boys wear pants. These are the types of things that are taught along with, you know, setting a line between a binary line between female and and male so then you run into these kids who have watched others not only say that that's wrong but then also have watched others mock someone for doing it wrong mm-hmm. be it you know they see some uh, uh now we're seeing more individuals rocking skirts so you you know mom or dad saying this guy's wearing a skirt that's wrong what i see happening in the school is that the kids are like oh this kid this boy this little boy had beautiful long long hair the boys teased him so bad that he ended up cutting his hair because for them they have learned the behavior of 
you have to get a haircut and when you get your you know or or long long hair is worn by girls not by boys so that i mean that makes me think of and this may be a bit of a digression but it makes me think of is like when you watch older time pieces on like europeans how like you have scottish men wearing ponytails and in kilts like but they wore that to go like that was their that was their war wear like <laughs> they went to go fight battles in skirts it no disrespect kilts um so to see that and it being such a, a free like it's it's a badge of honor versus what we've done with clothes to deem them as male female or otherwise well, just and also truth be told like men were the first people to wear heels Right. Like heels weren't initially manufactured for women. They were for men, I believe, so they can just look taller or be taller, especially if they were short. So there's a lot of things that started off uh, to your point and like and I don't know if kilts like obviously women were still wearing dresses and skirts, so that's not like right. mutually exclusive to men right. or women. But I'm saying like some things that we deem as feminine now haven't always been feminine. Right. But for whatever reason, at some point someone decided that men shouldn't wear this and women should. And this is a, a female or a woman thing. And, and so just for this society, because it's not the same mm-hmm. for a lot of others, but mm-hmm. here in America, yeah, in when particular. did that... And, I don't, and it may be, I've thought possibly this is tied to us as a female gender being looked at as um, property and even having no rights at all. Uh, you know, we are, as our society, our society had given all rights to the men. So there's no voting, there's a lot of things. So I'm thinking those two tied themselves maybe in the beginning of our culture. And that's the reason why, but we, so it's seen as subordinate. It's mm-hmm. not seen as the aggressor as you were referring to the kilt or right. even um, something to lounge in. Cause there's a lot of Asian cultures that the men will wear skirts when they're around the house, you know, Cause it's just a wrapped around towel. It's not right, or like right. a, you know, wrapped, wrapped around. It's just, it's a fabric that they wear. It's not one that's looked on like this effeminate thing because it's, there's no tie between the clothing and the second tier person in, in this case. Mm-hmm. So also, and sorry, feel free to tell me to mind my business okay. in this moment. But I remember before you mentioned that, like you felt when you were young, you felt unsafe mm-hmm. in skirts and dresses, mm-hmm. but you were forced to wear them sometimes. And yes. then also as a woman or girl, people expected you to wear it. So how did it, for you mentally, how did it feel where I'm forced to wear something that I physically don't feel safe in? It, it was hard. It just made me feel very vulnerable, right? Like I didn't, for me, and I, I cannot tell you if this is, well, I'm starting to believe now that possibly it was cultural, but for me, it just didn't, resonate with who I was. And so then you're putting me into something that doesn't resonate with who I am, nor does it um, make me feel secure in who I am. So I'm feeling very vulnerable. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just, that's, I have no other way to describe it than that. And it may be, like I said, because of the cultural tie between women and uh, women and skirts, but that's just how I felt about it. And so it's interesting now um, seeing as of recent, we've talked about, um, well, the basketball player that wore the time. Russell Westbrook. I've seen more uh, men taking risk in what they're wearing. And I have been like 
oh, worn in that way or me seeing it in that way to me draws me to something that I before had no affinity for, right? Like I had no love for skirts and now I'm like, oh, or I've seen crop tops. I've seen men wearing crop tops and I'm like, that's really attractive. I like the way that looks. Mm -hmm. Whereas before traditionally we've been all women and I don't even know if I've ever looked at it in that way. And I don't, I think that that is some of what the uh, cultural, um, normative way of 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 dressing has kind of um, been ingrained in me, whether or not I even realized it or not. And then also feeling safe. You said safe. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel safe wearing them, but also the way in which individuals um, approach me when I am wearing, when mm-hmm. I have worn a skirt, when I have worn a dress. It's because you has, got them cheeks. Oh. <laughs> This is why she don't feel safe. That that was the example. That was the example. I'm terrified. (laughs) Okay. Most people would. If you're out and somebody goes, because you got them cheeks, anybody would feel unsafe. I get it. Yes. You feel like a predator. (laughs) I was using it as an example. But it's actually you, you, though. (laughs) It's not. Um, Go back a little bit. You said that um, skirts and crop tops being attractive on men mm-hmm. but do you mean like like attraction or like you are attracted to wearing that uh i'm attracted to now wearing it where it was not and was not something i considered before mm-hmm. um and i've been in um in an open forum with masculine of center women and also um a transgender man and the transgender man, I remember he came into the room wearing a crop top and he said um, that he had never felt, prior prior to transitioning, had never felt comfortable wearing something like this. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he transitioned that he began to. And then we began talking about what our clothes mean to us and the reason that we wear them. And a lot of times it is a protective garb as well because we are not mm-hmm. interested in being, attra- being um, approached by the opposite sex right. at all. And so it's a way to kind of not have to deal with it. An armor of sorts. Right. So I have questions. Okay. I'm so intrigued. So this is a trans man mm-hmm. that is now wearing crop tops. Mm-hmm. Who dates? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we only, I was, we're only I, getting into clothing. No, no, no. I was just asking because it as if it's a protective garb against... I'm wondering who it's against. Who it, he, who no, he's before, being protected from. Yeah, well, before he transitioned, though, right? So, so you're, being protected from men. Men, yeah. Okay, understood. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That was the consensus for most people that were in the room was that was... Um, we've dealt... You know, if we do decide we feel... I mean... Wearing something that may be tighter fitting, what that comes with. Right. It's also interesting, and of course, this person isn't here to answer the question, but I find it interesting because I would feel there's a different type of protection that I would be now be concerned with. As a man wearing a crop top, I'm now going to be dealing with people who feel like they can disrespect me because mm-hmm. I'm now wearing something mm-hmm. that they don't feel is appropriate for men. Right. So now I could be targeted and disrespected off of that fact. Right. Whereas for a woman wearing a crop top, it's a different type of unsafe. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. So that's but very interesting. Still, but it all still usually falls at the hand of a man too, which is... Wow. Right? Yeah. It's telling. Yeah, it's you, very telling. You bring up a really good point because I guess most people, well, I know for myself, 
subconsciously, it's something you think about, but you don't often hear people think of fashion as protective wear. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, well, I'll say this. Um, Growing up, I probably used some of the clothes that I wore as protective wear subconsciously, not even knowing that I was doing it. But to hear you say that, it, it makes a lot of sense that somebody could openly say like, now I feel I don't wear a specific item because I don't feel protected in the moment when I wear that. So it's very interesting that you say that because I I probably wouldn't have made the correlation until you said it. Thank you. Yeah, it's so interesting too because I'm thinking, now I'm thinking like, it took me a long time to really feel comfortable wearing shorts. Right. Just because I've always like, I've had very, like my thighs are bigger than most. So I just, one, shorts, it's hard to find shorts mm. that fit me appropriately. Mm-hmm. But second, I just felt very uncomfortable. I don't know if it's because I feel like I didn't look good in them or if I just felt like you said unsafe or yeah. or if there was something else happening subconsciously for me for right. us why hmm, it's a lot to consider and now, now I'm gonna, like all the things like what are kids really dealing with that we don't they can't identify what those feelings mean right but yeah. also don't feel safe enough to ask because of what society is telling right. them which is what made what Gonzo did huge right yeah he, he already recognized his peers may or may not have felt um, agreed with what his decision was for his own self, but then he also mentioned that he didn't feel safe. I mean, that's literally yeah. what that was. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel safe enough to share this with you. Mm-hmm. My friends. The yeah. need to be himself and comfortable with himself outweighed the desires and um you know, biases of others. Imagine if we all were comfortable enough to like be like, I don't care what y'all feel, but I'm going to do what feels good to me. Right. And how many times we push how we're feeling to the side to make sure everyone else feels comfortable. It really right. boils down to acceptance. Mm-hmm. If people felt accepted, period, mm-hmm. then they would not feel so uncomfortable verbalizing whatever emotions they have, whatever thought process they have because they they know they're not going to be judged right mm-hmm. and that's what this clip is emulating right right it's like really about like looking for acceptance like gonzo being unsure if he's going to be accepted by his friends and his friends accepting him sorry accepting them for who they are right and so i wonder there's a lot of talk about what what's the right age for this to be presented to children because the Muppet Babies target is from three to eight years old. Mm -hmm. And my question would be, like, is there too young of an age to teach a child that you accept everybody for who they are? Because what everyone focuses on is, oh, it's too young to be teaching kids gender identity, but it's not too young if that's what they're dealing with. Yeah, I think... But I agree to like piggyback off what you're saying. People are always like, oh, we're, we're going to confuse them or we're going to confuse our kids by, by having these conversations. But to your point, if they're already feeling that way, if they're already experiencing a friend that is dealing with this or confused or whatever, then why not? Right. You know, yeah. Like I, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I don't think we need to have sit down and be like, all right. <laughs> Like, I need you to tell me right now, like, right. what do you identify as? Right. Like, I don't think that's the conversation, right. but more so just of 
like, like Allison was saying, like, why do you feel this way? Or how, why is this a boy's toy or not? Like, why can't girls play with this? I, right. Like, at my son's daycare, we just went to a birthday party not too long ago. It was a superhero theme for a little girl. Oh, and so, awesome. yeah, me too. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I probably wouldn't have assumed that that would be the theme for a little girl's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Which and, in 2021 is sad a little bit. Right. Yeah. But go ahead. So yeah. I asked his daycare provider, like, oh, like, what kind of toys does she like? Because admittedly i don't know her or her parents yeah i only know them through the daycare and she's like oh honestly any little to- any toy that you would buy for your son buy for her because that's what she's gonna play with and i was just like but, i appreciate yes. that her parents are just like i don't care what you like like right. we're just, you're gonna have whatever you want so like transformers yeah <laughs> i ended up buying her with this well, cute little spider-man toy i but. think it kind of it also ties into um whatever whatever you can do so can i i think there wasn't there like a campaign where it was like whatever you what can do i can do, do better, better. Right. i can yeah. do anything better doing... than you no you can't yeah. <laughs> me and him and michael <laughs> jordan right and so, they revamped it with abby wambach and usain bolt for the olympics. Oh, okay i haven't seen that recently but for the olympics you'll probably never see it now because it was for that <laughs> right time yeah. well so <laughs> i say that because when we look at i mean i love marvel i like action pack things so oh, if I see yes. I love watching Marvel movies and to see the variety of like the Avengers do we <laughs> minimize the Black Widow because she's a woman or or whatever like you know what I'm saying it's like I don't know but I, just, I, but I think we do though because I'm not familiar I'm not a huge um superhero action like marvel dc mm-hmm. like that's not my thing i'll watch it if my husband wants to go mm-hmm. so i'm only familiar with like more of the mainstream superheroes and i will say the only female superheroes i can think of are like poison i don't know if she's, she's a villain so um poison ivy like i don't know and like whoever the woman captain Overly america is who's she yeah captain, captain america oh okay. that's her name's no, Captain Marvel. Oh no, Captain Marvel. 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 I know. Marvel. Marvel. We watch the read if anyone catches that reference. Oh. Um, it's like what? So like I don't know who Blackwood is that you just referenced. I only know, but I will say I feel like Black Panther kind of shifted the game yeah, a lot because of how the, his all female army. Come on, and now. we haven't really seen. But someone who doesn't watch. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump in as the re- resident Marvel fan. Um, Marvel. <laughs> um, Black Widow doesn't get her shine not because she's not a superhero it's because she doesn't have any powers I mean so it's kind of like do you know who Hawkeye is nope yeah because it's her counterpart that's a white boy that has zero powers also he's just really good at archery so he got a good eye Hawkeye yeah but you just don't they don't get the same shine because they're not as dope characters because they don't have like I know who Storm is. In their blood. I know who Storm is. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's a different That's sector, and she actually has powers. Right. You know what she does because her name is Storm. Yeah. Black Widow is a, basically a ninja. So uh-huh. like, she had her own movie, and like, they gave her her own movie, mis- poorly timed, like, albeit, but like, she's just not a like fond over character. I don't think it's because she's a woman because Captain Marvel is it was a on the, dope the movie. other end of the spectrum. Marvel, like, Captain Marvel was Marvel. a good movie. She, and she's things about it though. But she, oh, Whoa. it was a good movie, and oh. she's stronger than all of those men as her character so like i yeah slight flex it's equal i don't say it's equal but because there's less women than men but i mean there's a spectrum there right okay fair enough i also wanted to point out that this the little girl she's also um socially super girly but she Mm -hmm. also likes 
So that her parents allow awesome. her that is to play with whatever she wants. Like, I just wanted to throw that like she kind of does what she wants to do, and I like that her parents. I are like her. I feel like that was me as a little girl. Actually, I was never super girly. I was very tomboy. But I. It, but again, why is it called tomboy? That's fair. That is. But um, I find it intriguing. Oh, man, that is a whole tangent that we should go down. But before we go down that, <laughs> I, I was gonna say. Man, now I lost my train of thought because I'm thinking about tomboys. Sorry. Shoot. Oh, no. I was going to say that um, when people are like, oh, we're confusing children by like talking about gender identity too soon and we expect them to know and like blah, blah, blah. But like when uh, kids who identify as boys want to play with dolls and people tell them don't play with dolls they're confused by why they're not supposed to play with right, it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. so what's this rule again? And I mean, it's, I we, we all know that there's a, the underlying yeah. issue here is not about confusion. Right. You know what I mean? True. It's, you're right. It's people and they're weird. Well, not weird. Everybody's ignorant. Weird. It's ignorant. It is. Yeah. It makes me think or like of, misplaced fear. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm, that. I, this is something I did want to bring up um, because I don't know if it's, I would not say that it is. It is confusion and not understanding. I don't even know if it's really fear. People want there to be these black and white things because it's very easy to do black and white, right? It's just that it is. That is what it is. And so when you start having to do more, then there's there without explanation, without rhyme or reason, people are resistant to that because it's they like easy. So I get that. My question though is. Um, let me put it to you this way. I'm a firm believer of what uh, biblically says the, the 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 eye can influence whatever you do, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's it's that's real. Like, and I under, so I do understand parents who are not in agreement with the direction in which the Muppet Babies decided to go. <sighs> have a that to me have a valid reason for being upset with regards to this that what someone watches can influence the way in which they perceive things and if not done in the right way so you know people talk about individuals i don't know um so sex, like porn, all of that stuff like has influences on people because they're watching it, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that that does. It does. There's no denying that. So if I take it to that, then I understand when you're talking about, in general, parents being upset with this being exposed to their children when they don't agree with it because they know that it can have an influence on their child. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. done. I'm just, I'm just, I was just, I'm putting it out there from the standpoint of, I do, I'm not in agreement with it, but I do understand that that can be a problem because you know that there are things that can influence them, but I don't know, I don't. But what's the influence that you're saying is going to. But also that, and sorry, are you finished with your point? I just want to make sure we didn't cut you off. Yeah. My only problem, and I totally agree with that, like. As a parent, you do have to be conscious of what your child is taking in. Yes. I do. At the same time, I I would wish that people would stop assuming that kids are stupid. Mm, Right. And that you can't have a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. So, and also, like, at what point are you not... Not policing what your kids are watching, but taking some responsibility for it. And if something happens that you don't want them to see, like, if they've already seen it, let's have a conversation. Like. 
I do understand that at three, the conversation is going to be different. Yes. Then the conversation would be if they were 16 or what have you. But I wish, I kind of feel like parents need to stop blaming uh, TV for their kids being confused and also not taking some responsibility. Being like, okay, this is what you saw. How are you? What what did you take from this? Right. Let's talk about what you saw. Right. This is what mommy thinks is what's happening and what how I how I understood it and having a conversation because you just turning it off and be like, no, this is wrong. Like you're not helping anything the situation. Right. Like mm-hmm. let's just have a conversation. And you're actually piquing my interest because right. I, I wasn't really paying attention to what I watched, but I'm gonna revisit it. Why are you so upset? Right. Yeah. So like I don't understand. It's kind of like when people are. Um, expecting celebrities to be role models or like they do something that they're like oh my god i cannot believe they just did this on tv like they're an adult right <laughs> and they have right. no responsibility making a show for adults right and mm-hmm. they have no responsibility to your child right so right. let's just stop well, assuming that children are stupid and that you can't have a conversation with them and to talk through something right. but can i sorry no go ahead i just want to interject quickly because i feel like that conversation has had a lot where like kids are influenced and i have a counterpoint to that we can talk about later but like where kids are definitely influenced by like whatever they're watching Mm -hmm. but we just talked we had a whole conversation with allison about how um like lesbian relationships are underrepresented in a lot of ways whether it be tv movies books all these things like are you still who you are like that's not what you grew up watching right you know what i mean but you still know exactly who you are and what you like regardless of what has been, you know, everywhere for you to view. So I just kind of wonder, like, what, like, if people being queer is not a counterpoint to, like, what is the norm on all of pop culture? Why people think, heteronormative people think that, like, one Lil Nas X video is going to turn their kid I don't, it, I'm, the reason I asked, and so I, I'm actually in agreement with you guys, but I do enjoy having this conversation because I want to, I think we all agree. Yeah. And I yeah. don't let's want have us the opposite to, side yeah, right. let's have the opposite was, side of this because I also, I also, I can, for personally, I can respect these individuals for, for understanding that truth is my only point. Like I get that, no, they should, they should be able to have open conversations Yes, they should be able to at least understand or or, uh, respect that their child has seen a lot on other things and we haven't heard this much uproar. But there are some people, to that point, that don't let their kids watch anything because where we are at as a society, they do not agree with at all. And And they understand having my kid around another individual's will influence them have right. my kid watch television will influence them so yes they keep them in this bubble does that change anything not not for most kids no there may be some that may be influenced one way or another but if a child could not watch anything and still come out in one way or another that's you're not going to avoid it in that way which is i think is what you're trying to say Carol. yeah mm-hmm. but there's no avoiding of it with that respect however it is, it is forcing a conversation that people may not be ready to have but yeah. probably need to have and so yes if your if your stance is Muppet Babies was completely wrong I don't agree with it and I don't want my kid to watch it anymore still have the conversation as to why you believe the way in which you believe so that your child can better understand and I don't I don't think you need to say 
Gonzo is wrong in that conversation to still be able to have it, right? Like, right. If, all right, we don't agree with this. I'm not saying Gonzo is wrong, but this is the way in which. That's how I, I feel and how it's brought up in my right, personal exactly. on it. I also personally think that when there there is, I want to say not necessarily limits to sheltering your kids, or sometimes when children grow up. And then their parents realize something, realize something about them. They're like, oh, my God, that may be contrary to what their personal beliefs are as parents. Oh, yeah. They're, it, it, th- I think the reason why it, it almost seems like it blows their mind is because maybe you sheltered them so much. Now they're finally gaining some level of understanding at whatever age that may be. And it is. It's almost it's almost like their mind is blown because now their child has an understanding of something mm-hmm. that is completely contradictory, con- contradictory yeah. to what they believe. And, and beyond their own understanding of it. Right. So it's like when you see things, you're like, oh, well, Muppet Babies is influencing my child. But are you going to say that you influence your child when you use that bad language or mm-hmm. that time you forgot to lock the door and, and your child might have walked in? You, there, there's so many other things that it could be the people that you surround your kids with. But when you, to Carol's point, when you talk to them, when you have an open line of communication with them, sometimes it makes it so that they will have open conversation with you. So in that way, both of y'all can learn something together. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about their sexuality. It could be about anything. And right. it, Anything could influence your kid. Like right. I said, it's not necessarily just their sexual identity. It could be the, why do they like to wear the clothes that they wear? Because maybe I feel protected with this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. I just think that there's a level of acceptance and conversation that needs to happen. And when you kind of tear down the veil of sheltering your kids and having conversation with your kids, then it makes transition into adulthood a little bit easier for both of both parties mm-hmm. yeah and i also don't i think there's a a fear that by us having a conversation about something you're co-signing it mm-hmm. right. and that's not necessarily what's happening like you can say i don't agree with this yeah or i don't like this or whatever like that's okay too like you don't have to be on the same page mm-hmm. or not even you don't have to agree but just having a, a conversation without it is like it that's okay and i think sometimes when parents want to be like oh i don't want to talk to them about because i might um they might get the wrong message or mm-hmm. wrong signal about why we're having a conversation about it but like again i just feel like people feel like kids are stupid and that they can't mm-hmm. comprehend certain conversations when you really just need to bring it down to their level and but I feel like that's a veil sometimes because sometimes I feel like a lot of people don't know how to have the conversation. Right. They don't know how to articulate why it makes them uncomfortable or why it upsets them. But that, well, and I agree. With you. I totally agree. But yeah. that's the reason, like, when Allison was like sh- the conversation she had with the three year old, because I probably wouldn't have had that conversation yeah, with yeah. my three year old because I don't know mm-hmm. how to have that conversation with my three year old because one, I've never had to deal with gender identity. Mm-hmm. Like I've been very comfortable with my. Ge- societal normative gender Mm -hmm. my entire life so if my son came to me confused for me and that's also backing up i watch a lot of things that are a little bit that i don't understand so like i listen to the read i watch pose i watch i am jazz like a lot of different shows dealing with either the queer community or the transgender community so like if it ever comes up i can at least have some type of frame of reference of how somebody else in that field feels or i can talk 
with Alice and I, that's why I asked her a question. I was like, I don't know. Right. Like, I've never had to deal with that. But clearly you've had that conversation. So how did you deal with it? But you not willing to have a conversation is a problem. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think that kind of flows into um, like the shows like I Am Jazz and Euphoria. Who, and on that show, there was a trans character um, pose that completely deals with the queer community, the trans community, a lot of different things. I There's a lot of things on sex work that I didn't really understand until I watched Pose. Oh, yeah. um, and my opinion on sex work completely changed after watching that show. Mm-hmm. So um, and they really tackle gender identity roles and things of that nature. So like, do you guys feel like shows like this are important or are they harming the community? I feel like, well, I was going to say I feel like two things can be true at once, but that mm-hmm. sounds too harsh of, like, what my actual thought point is. I think that things are definitely helpful. I feel like if you can't have a conversation with your family or those that are close to you because you know that they don't understand that these shows can be very helpful to let you know that you're not alone in what you're feeling because I feel like growing up that can be a lot of what that feels like like I'm so weird no one understands what I'm going through it can be very ostracizing if you don't think you have anyone to talk to and that no one else goes through what you're going through Mm -hmm. um but it kind of reminded me of a conversation that I had with Patrick when we were talking about um We're talking about music videos and like song lyrics and how influential they can be uh, towards how you think sex is supposed to go. Oh, Mm. that's real. (laughs) And I realized that it is especially true if in households, if you don't have the talk, if no one's Mm. talking to you about sex and like the healthy parameters of that, what that entails, what's normal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're not seeing what's normal. You're seeing things romanticized, right. things Porn being like, too. The, yeah, top of the top, even things that are not even realistic. And a lot of those shows, like in any medium after that can shape what you think sex is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's where I'm coming from when I, I'm doing the other side of the coin where it can be harmful. Yeah. Okay. Um, That doesn't necessarily make it harmful. It just depends on the medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nope. That she was even like I I said porn I definitely went you know yes one hundred sorry but even like regular TV shows we're watching sex oh on there too God. and it's very like sensual and romantic the candles and, and, and the music yeah you know like they're having all nighters and all kinds awkward. of stuff yeah so yeah you're right like in that regard it can be this made me so i love cartoons anybody knows me i love cartoons so i this is something that has bugged me um about cartoons in particular but i know this is going back full lineage of all cartoons because we've They've been problematic since their some conception. Some kind of cartoons you watch? Ren and Simpy. No, I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, they had to get rid of some of the Merry Melodies um, cartoons because some of them were, uh, had... Uh, what is Merry Med- Melody? Old school cartoons. Oh, okay. They, the ones that are on, on is Disney. It, if you is it like on a, Disney Plus. Wait, is it like a brand or are those the characters? That's the brand. It's okay. called Merry Melodies. So who are the characters? Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Of, okay. Girl, but it's, it's the that. old... No, hold on. No, because it's the old school one. So it's like uh, back in the day. Some of them are... There's black, There's individuals who look like they're in blackface, is my point. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Sambo-esque. Yes, the Sambo-esque. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. So Fly I'm saying... Home. Thank you. All right. Girl. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring Post everybody circle. back in. <laughs> so I'm saying all that to say about cartoons is what I've noticed is there is the promotion of drinking. 
which I thought was very interesting. So kids' cartoons, when instead I of- I was influenced, mom. <laughs> okay. That was a joke. But yeah, I was watching a cartoon the other day, young boy, he's stressed. He goes to a party and goes to the bar and asks for a root beer. And it's talking about how stressed he is and he's drinking while oh, he's doing wow. that. And I was just like, wow. So that's very it. like so dealing with stress, how we deal with stress, we don't deal with stress in having a communication. We go get a drink. We go get a, a, a good old root beer or drink um, and do it that way. And so that was, I was like, I wonder if that me is, is to Tiff's point, there are certain things that are societally are considered okay. However, can influence somebody in the way they do something. Kids may... Th- our kids already understand at a young age that drinking is what you do when you're stressed mm. because it's been in the cartoons. Yeah, so, and, I, and so I'm saying it from the standpoint of like, that gives them a signal of, okay, drinking being okay. And so I understand why parents are like, some things could be slightly problematic with it or, yeah. or it does, it can okay. have an influence. It is has an influence. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. So, so at what point do we say, Hey guys, or I see my child just had a long day at school. Like, Whoa, I need me a nice <laughs> cold pop. You want to do a Capri Sun, <laughs> an ice cold Capri Sun. So like, do we have a question? Like, why are you gravitating toward, towards, like, why do you feel like, why do you co- correlate you being stressed? With a drink, yeah. like that. I guess you need to now start paying attention to habits. Yeah. I guess. I guess it all just boils back to we need to have conversations with our yeah, children, not right. just letting things slide. Um, because some things, the root of it is either um, a little bit of ignorance, or where our parents aren't understanding, or just being really uncomfortable with certain conversations. Yeah. And I think all of us have talked about conversations that we haven't had and how. As you, I think everyone, you had to unlearn some things as you've gotten yeah, older. Definitely. And maybe so how many situations could have been avoided had we had certain conversations. Yep. So if I can add this, not only just have a conversation with your kids or your your the young people in your life, because I don't have any kids, but I have lots of young people in my life. Not just have a conversation with them, but being open to their response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. That is Because... Huge. Being open to the response is different than having a conversation because a conversation with a parent or an older adult can very much sound like being berated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It could turn into that really yeah. quickly. Being open to having a conversation with them and being open to their response and not just putting all of your thoughts and beliefs on on the situation. Being, you know, it's it's an open-minded situation. Right. Yeah. And also we're, I think it's important to say we're not being naive to the fact that kids are not just going to tell you and talk to you about anything. Like we're not, um, I think we're all either aunties or pseudo aunties to younger children. So, um, and as a parent, I also know that my child is not going to come to me with every single thing. So it's important to also expose them to other people with like-minded morals and goals and aspirations mm. so that they have someone to speak to because obviously i'm not stupid my child's not going to tell me everything right, you know what right. I mean? but i would hope that he would go to a trusted adult and have a conversation 
That's um, the beauty of having those open conversations, being okay with having the open conversations early. If the kid yeah. knows that they can with any individual that you have around them. Right. And then then things that can can be avoided are avoided. Because right, so don't be giving my son no nigga advice, all right? I'm, I'm trusting y'all. I can't guarantee. Okay. <laughs> you chose your friend, your friendships. It's too late. Patrick. <laughs> I need you to talk I to my like son. You probably give your son more nigga advice than us. True. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Bang. <laughs> Facts. Mm. Facts beat. Oh, so, all right. So, um, uh, you want to you ask a question? I do. Yeah, let's, um, let's do that. And then maybe we'll come back. So, with all of this being said, do we think or with all the influences in the world, right? Do you think that we are confusing our children or the other little people around us by exposing them to these different lifestyles? Not, I'm not sure that's the appropriate term to use, but, um, well, let me use this. I saw this TikTok, right? Mm -hmm. And the TikTok started off. Yeah. I love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love to watch it. I'm a TikTok stalker, not really a watcher. Mm -hmm. I mean, active. Anyway, yes. the TikTok started off like this. Back in the day, um, conversations with our children were so easy. It was the birds and the bees. Now it's the birds and the bees, the bees and the bees, the birds and the birds, the birds that want to look like bees, the bees that want to look like birds. And I'm I'm watching this TikTok like, is, <laughs> is this what really, like this is what people spending their time with? I don't, but, but. Yes. In all actuality, <laughs> I'm like, these are the conversations that's happening. Yeah. However, these are probably the conversations that probably needed to happen a long, 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 long part, time ago, yes. which is why you always remember that one auntie that always came to the cookout with her friend, her roommate, <laughs> or the one uncle that you like, you know, you hear growing up, you know, that's your special uncle. You just got to love him and keep it moving. You know, we, it's a, it's a sheltering, but do you think that we're confusing our kids by exposing them to all of the things. Hard no for me. Yeah, it's a no for me. It's a no for me too. It's a no for me too, but can I um, give an anecdote from my youth? Mm-hmm. When I learned um, about the queer community, because I had like not ever been exposed to that. And I, to me, it was like, oh, this is like a new idea. Like people, people are in like the generation above me were just like starting to do this thing that was really frowned upon. And that's why it was so hard for them. And they were having such a hard time. And I was like, wow, those people are really brave. And then I learned it had been starting, it had been happening since like the Roman empire. And then I was like, wait, why are we still upset? <laughs> what what, what is mad. going on? <laughs> I'm so confused. That's what was confusing for me. It's <laughs> like the fact that for centuries, mm-hmm. people have been hiding, shamed, been ashamed, been scared to be who they are for centuries. Like that to me, it was like crazy. So there's two things. You mentioned it earlier that we're probably confusing them more by avoiding the things that we just don't feel comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it also makes me think of, so um, I watch the power series and Ooh, the amount of sex on there. God. Wait, which one? Ghost and so Angel. the Raising Canaan. Oh, oh I can't and get into that one. So they keep hinting at like so they talk about in in the in the show he has his mom and he has his uncles and his cousin are like pretty much the main characters I would like to say, and it hints at the fact that his dad is not who his dad 
or at least they told who he was raised thinking, who was his father. So, wasn't his father. Right. It wasn't his, his father wasn't his father, but the person who he's raised thinking of as his father, they hint at the fact that he was some type of gangbanger that went to jail, but they, Kanan being his son was a cover up for him actually being gay. And so they had to portray that image that he had this, you know, lovely hood family when really he had like men on the side. And I thought that was really interesting that like, and I'm okay. Back in what was, I think it's based out of like the eighties or something Mm -hmm. like that. It is. But even then, you know, there's an image to uphold and that's still true. Like 30 some years later. So I think it's interesting that we do that. Yeah. Or even like, um, like people are pissed at little Nas X, like, angry that this he's this 20 something is living out loud and proud of Mm -hmm. who he is and Um, calling everybody out yeah and people are mad like half of the rappers are out here just like oh my i cannot believe that this man is on tv kissing another man like they are mad but at the end of the day we just we also like but they're like oh we shouldn't be exposing our children to this type of behavior and blah 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 but in all of their videos a very sexually explicit women are chaos right like <laughs> scantily clad like they're hardly dressed we are twerking on tv so it's just like what for the what, rappers to have the value c- right. come up into right. what's so wild just like, to me <laughs> what are we really angry about right. here like you're you're not really mad about the children like you know let's just take that out to be? like what are we talking about <laughs> right. Right. to remove the children from this element that's not what you're really mad about right right can i also quickly interject and ask Remember when like Britney Spears and Madonna made out oh, like MTV? Yeah, were people upset? <laughs> yes, no. they were like, "Oh my god!" No, I think I think I remember yeah, people I remember, being remember, remember really upset. mad about that. Oh. Yeah, there was I a was, segment. They were of, fine. Like they were. Uh, there was like a heavy fine maybe, on. Maybe oh. it was the the what is it? The not the cable provider, the network, right? That, because of their it was before ten p.m. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and also because you also see and cut is not again. Do you remember? When um, Beyonce came out with her The Drunken Love and she did her um, the performance, which was very sexual in nature for mm-hmm. Beyonce, obviously, at that time. Like, mm-hmm. she had more of, like, a family-friendly type of performance, but that one was very sexual in nature. I mean, by title, I feel like. Okay. Yes. Well, but Pam's, I think, was it the Grammys where she performed? Mm. I think it was the Grammys. Well, um, it could have been some other award show. I can't remember. But Pam's also like, oh, I cannot, like, my children, I, they really wanted to see this Beyonce performance. And I had to turn it off because Beyonce was out here and twerking on the ground and talking Listen about. Listen to the lyrics, parents. But I was thinking, like, Beyonce is grown. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a grown woman. And she's thinking about her grown husband. She's thinking about her grown husband. Like, this song is, I, but, I guess I understand that your children like Beyonce. She's not making music for your children. Flag on she's the play. Carly out here. <laughs> flag on the play. You you letting your child listen to the song, but you mad at <laughs> how she performed the song. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> It's like that. It's like that trend where people are like, "Think of the song that you that you grew yes. up li- singing, Ooh, but didn't know the lyrics." I'm just I, like, honestly, brothers, drunk in love. <laughs> everybody knows. I've been drinking watermelon. Mm-hmm. Like, well, not everybody knows attention. what that is, but mm-hmm. but but when you connect the dots, <laughs> I mean, I had to definitely go to Urban Dictionary. And I heard the <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is, I just feel like people just need to stop. Like, let's just be honest about what you're really mad about. Yeah, right. At the end of the day, right. I wholeheartedly agree. I also just like can't believe 
I don't know, rappers being upset about, like, sexuality on TV is really the most hilarious thing on my 2021 bingo card that I did not see coming. <laughs> when Little Boosie, Little Boosie, who Boosie. paid a grown woman yes. to Talk sexually assault oh his child. No, no, he didn't say assault. He said he no, no, needed no. his we're, first. We're, I know, I know. Oh, I'm okay. just... I just we're, calling it it we're calling it assault. We could even call time. it rape, to be honest, because okay. she was an adult and it was a child. You're mad about... Allegedly, allegedly. He said it, so it's not allegedly. <laughs> I mean, we weren't there. We don't know if it happened. He could be capping for the cameras. Okay, okay fine. fine. He allegedly lied about his children getting sexually assaulted and raped. I don't know. By his by his own <laughs> um, hand. But like, Which, does that make it worse or better? It worse. makes it worse. The fact that this what man, type of influence is that? The fact right. that your daddy is your pimp? Right. Like... Why well, you're, you're not mad being about being too, you're not mad about our children being influenced about too like shut up right. stop it you don't, <laughs> the fact that you're not in jail and still have custody of your children is beyond me that part right so I don't like shut up <laughs> shut, shut up. up just shut up stop, stop it stop <laughs> just fucking do something else I'm really tired of him and I also have to say that I'm tired of people tagging him into conversations every time Lil Nas X does something new. Yes. I'm exhausted yes. because I don't care about his opinion at all. Never, Never did. did. Never First did. First of all, I don't know why the we're doing it. The fact that y'all are watching so hard at what Lil Nas X is doing to tag Lil Moosey in it is like y'all don't have nothing else to do. Right. And thank you, Mark Zuckerberger, for not giving him his ID account yes. back. Like just yes. we, the world thinks you. We do. All of us. We don't need to see that. Mm-mm. Or his 50 accounts that he keeps reactivating. <laughs> his right. burner accounts. <laughs> Yes. So this brings up cancel culture versus education, right? Because we tired, we tired of these folks doing all the things they're doing. <laughs> Do you think there's a is there a fine line between canceling someone for their controversial comments and educating them on their ignorance? I I'll, I'll go first. So I have a hard can me, they be educated? Right, well, right. I I it takes a long time for me to quote unquote cancel some. Like for me. Cancel culture is already very weird in general, but it takes a lot for me to be like, you know what? I'm I'm tired of you. Like I'm not gonna listen to you anymore. Like your comments are like it. It takes a minute. Like Boosie, I, I I'm not. I stand for him a little bit a long time ago. Like he has some bops. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Boosie has some bops. Okay. But after a while, I was like, wow, you're like you're really dumb. You are dumb. <laughs> and so like, and you keep opening your mouth and keep doubling down on your dumbness. Right. So like, I now I cannot. Like, I, even when he comes on the radio, if he pops up on my Spotify playlist, I'm like, okay, I have to skip. I, yeah. I literally cannot hear your voice any longer. Um, but like, am I mad? At, like the baby, for example. He well, hasn't name- done enough for me to never listen to his music again. Okay, wait. Let's name some people that you have canceled for reference. R. Kelly. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. Okay, we, Boosie. Sorry. Um, Kanye is a very thin line for me like it's hard for me because I thoroughly enjoy his old stuff college dropout he's been cancelled for me like there's quite a few like it's hard for me but I also have not actively listened to anything that he's put out like recently since his multiple breakdowns supporting Donald Trump like a lot of that stuff I was just like you're making it very hard for me to do this he just wouldn't chill if he had just given me a minute I might have been back but he he just kept going back to back and the doubling down again with him too like it's the doubling down that sometimes it it makes it hard for me but like I said the baby he hasn't he's said some stuff but I'm not gonna lie I still shimmy my shoulders a little bit when he comes on the radio (laughs) I'm gonna pay to see him live no no well, not by himself. If he was like, <laughs> if it was a festival and he happened to be in the lineup, yes. That's, it was, that's the spot I'm going to go get my drink. Though. If he's a headliner and I'm playing like to go to a concert of his, probably not. 
But also, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm that person anymore either. Uh, I was say, I'm definitely not. <laughs> not so you ain't got to worry about this panoramic. The panoramic and like the cr- like that crowd of yes. like the concert crowd is just. I, I was don't never think it's my thing. crazy about it, but yeah, definitely That's, not. Yeah. Yeah. People stepping on me and bumping into me and lots of. Anyways, well, I, that's the question. Yeah, I, I want to say I. I, I'm learning after watching the the Sweet Life that I, am that I'm starting to be that old aunt. Cause some stuff I'll be watching and I'm like I don't under, I don't understand, girl. So I'll be forget- you, girl, right. You can so try I mean, to watch it's, it. It's hard to cancel something that you. I'm not talking about that show specifically. <laughs> anyway, it's hard to cancel something that you're not subscribing to, like the show that y'all watching. Well, no, I didn't even mean it from that respect. I meant it from this respect of um, I want to be quick to cancel some people because I'm like you ignorant (laughs) just like I don't have time like I I see you say something and I'm like no okay he on the show because I don't have time to like deal with it but I'm sweet I was mentioning the show because it reminded me you guys had to remind me like they there is a youth to this thing and you think we I can't remember when I was around early 20s yeah my early 20s that I thought I knew everything, right? Mm-hmm. And that I, you know, couldn't nobody tell me nothing. Where does that hubris come from? I'm oh, sorry, no. go ahead. I don't, you're right. I, I remember having it too. Yeah. I got this shit. Figure it out. <laughs> now I am 30. More lost than I was at 21. That sense of... Uh, that false sense of security. Uh, yeah, security. Knowing. You come out of college like, yes, I'm done. I'm an adult. Right. right. I'm, I know I'm it all. Thing. It's that funny. Or that first job you get, oh, I got money. You know what it is? It's life. Life beats the heck out of you. By the time you're 30. Sometimes love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe like, you know, maybe I didn't know everything I thought I knew. Yeah, so like, I'm saying it from the standpoint of this. I want to cancel these people. And a lot of them, I will, I'll have to remember like, okay, give them some grace. Even after the third time of them doubling down, like try, try to give them a little grace. Um, and some people I will say eventually do get there. My example as of late will have been the Kevin Hart thing. Ooh, it took him a while. It took him a long while to want to get his... Get his, oh, I forgot he was saying ignorant um, stuff. Yeah, he was saying ignorant stuff too. So and and you know, a lot of people agreed with him. He said he already apologized, whatever the case may be. But you knew when the real apology came. You knew when he finally got it. And so, you know, me not canceling him after the what, first three full times he doubled down and said, "Forget y'all." Like uh, that grace gave him an opportunity to kind of get his life together and me be like, okay, he, he's figuring it out. Maybe there's not any lost hope. And even the baby did that. Like it took him five, 10 double downs before he got it. But it, <laughs> he eventually, he eventually. Five, six, 50, 11. Yeah, coins started. Uh, yeah. Them, them, and that's sometimes what you got to do. You got yeah. to take the coins away. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about educating, but there are some individuals who have just made it pretty clear they're they're not they're not for the education and i'm all about that cancel if you're not about the education player i feel like i definitely struggle um i want to give people grace but then i'm like all right well time's getting short (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think that there is a notion of how many times you double down on your mm-hmm. ignorance before you acknowledge you're wrong. That makes that time shorter. And I think um, hypocrisy for me is an immediate red flag. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, absolutely not. And that's why Cheryl on Sweet Life for me is is not mm-hmm. not sis um but and i mean sis i said it with my chest um, <laughs> don't call me sis no 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 we sis um but i i don't know i feel like this is we should revisit this conversation for sure specifically about kanye because i feel like the construct of this conversation around someone who has a well-known mental illness becomes very interesting. And maybe that's why I'm able to give more mm-hmm. grace there. Or maybe it's just because I really like his music. Like, mm-hmm. before... <laughs> <laughs> not sure. I can't... I have to be honest. Um, before, you know, Kanye was running around wearing a red hat, I was pretty sure I was going to walk into my reception to we major mm-hmm. the instrumental. Because mm-hmm. it just... It goes like that. You know? No, it's it's like that for me but um are you still no mm-hmm. i'm not i just i can't stomach it but i i've also listened to his new album and it bops and i wouldn't have listened to I it if i my fiance was not patrick oh so you're blaming it on him no uh-huh. i'm no, no 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 i'm not blaming him <laughs> <laughs> i'm acknowledging that the reason that i know that it's good is because of him but i have autonomously listened to it and so I feel like it's tough because I, I really hate, like, a lot of what he does in his downtime for music. Like, I, I really hate it. I'm not the same level as R. Kelly, but I really hate a lot of what he be doing. But um, I feel like cancel culture is tough because we try to find ways that we can hold people accountable for their actions. And mm-hmm. with celebrities, we only have the medium by which we know you. Right. So we can't separate your music from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's it's really hard to do that. And so I don't know if there is another way besides canceling. But if you don't show growth, I don't know how I'm supposed to have grace for you beyond a certain point. Yeah, I think that's why I don't like cancel culture. Because I'm just like, if I was judged by everything that I've ever said in my that past, part, like, yeah. it's rough. Phew. Like, like wow. are, but where are you at? See, I, I don't... First of all, I know I've said some ignorant stuff. So if you find it, you can call me on it. I will apologize for it nine times out of ten. But I think that that's just it. Like, and humbly apologize, right? Like, we. But how we, long did it get you to the point where you felt like you were wrong? Because I feel like for me, like I've said some really ignorant stuff. I probably said it yesterday, to be honest. You know what I mean? This morning, right? Because a lot of stuff comes out of my mouth, and sometimes it doesn't really register that I that it was bad until right. I thought about it. You know what I mean? But I'm also an overthinker, so sometimes that stuff happens a little bit faster for me than other times. But when I was younger. I probably would have been like, if I just didn't like you, when I'm you doubling down. Right. Yeah, right. like when I'm doubling down on whatever I'm saying. Right. Yes. Double down is strong. So, yes. like, I'm not apologizing to you, but now that I think about that at 30, how old am I? 30, 34? I'm 34. 34. You're at 34, 34. <laughs> um, I would probably be like, whew. Yeah. 23-year-old Carol was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that that's the part of the beauty of, make, of starting a podcast in a time of political correctness because we build a lot of room in how we phrase things and we're much more conscientious than I know I was 10 years ago because things that I thought back then if I had been on tape I would be canceled tomorrow my Facebook memories I'm like wow I'm glad only I can see (laughs) this is why I'm glad that I stopped using Twitter (laughs) because 
I could not have, I mean, I still can't have a political career, but I definitely couldn't even have a little podcast, okay? <laughs> the amount of cleanup I had to do before we launched this podcast. <laughs> oh, wait, I ain't done that. <laughs> Don't go to What you going to clean up? The pictures of you and Vic? What are you talking about? Who's Vic? The no, dog. The dog. No, that's <laughs> Her Vic, that's oh, name. Oh, I was like, dog is that name Vic? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, all right, peace. Sorry. My dog's name is Buck. It's okay. I don't even know what sound to play. It's fine. Just give me a Just give me a She also seemed to listen to her podcast. Asked me the other day. Oh. <laughs> Tell us how do you feel. He was like, I mean, I'm in school. I don't have time right now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we stand a supportive king. <laughs> he gonna get caught up, though. No, I know in it. two years when he listens, he's like, what? <laughs> what? When you're asked to go on the reel, he's going to be like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do a podcast. That's right. You do a podcast. That's it. That's, that's, that's my... I think my wife does something on the side with her friends. I don't know. Really <laughs> <laughs> they always get together and stay together too long and all them things. But I don't know. Cancel culture for me is difficult because, you know, like I said, it's hard to cancel something you don't subscribe to. And... Being the fact that I'm, I live my life like an old lady and I just binge watch TV. I don't really know some of the things that's going on in the world. Out, you know, unless my mama is in the other room yelling about it. So I mean, your mom is on to all the like. She's yes. hip. She's very. My hip. mother is very hip, and most of the time I know things because Harry gets me together. Like, um, he he will call me and inform me in the most not important of moments but <laughs> I don't know it, like I said it's just hard to cancel things you don't subscribe to and I know one thing for myself the type of person that personality I have is when I'm done with you I'm done with you so I try not to look for ways <laughs> to cancel people <laughs> because my game is real real strong that's why my friend group is so little so yeah I don't know okay. so y'all we've been talking about this new segment alert <laughs> okay, so we're gonna do. Everyone's gonna go around the table and say a song that represents how their how their week went or is going since technically the week's not over. So who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay, gladly. Oh, <laughs> all right, I'm girl. Scared. <laughs> After the week I've had, the only thing that rings in my head. Rent free is I'm about to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> oh, I'm about to whoop Good Negro spiritualist ass. What them noise that is? If you don't leave me alone, I'm gonna hey. make you get gone. Cause I'm about to whoop somebody's ass. I just have one question. Uh huh. Who wrote this song? It's in the hymnal, the red one. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Not the red one. The ghetto I'm, gospel? I'm sick because I know that song's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the night. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's how I've been feeling this week. These people, these people had this good job. I love my, I'm thankful. Lord, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. For my employment. But these people. All right. Anyway. I can go next if anyone else is not ready. I can go next. Okay, go ahead. Um, being that I'm 18 days out from my wedding, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. every day that I look at the calendar and it's just one day less, I'm like, you know what? Regardless of what happens, bitch, you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. Bitch, you're doing a good job. Bitch, you're doing a good job. Even if I only get two things done on my to-do list. 
That's, that's a good one. I mean, there's two more things that you didn't have right. before. You're right, right, but then I added five. Right. And here we are. Small victories, okay? Small victories. <laughs> the fact that you remembered those five, right. to put them on the you list. You give yourself yeah, credit. Right. Right. That's a real blessing. Yeah, right. I will not even, give I will not even lie. Cheers right. to that. Ching, <laughs> ching. All right. I can go next. Okay, so last week um, I was off because my CEO graciously gave us a week off after we planned two national conferences in six months. So he was oh. like, you know what, y'all? I'm closing the office for a week. And I was like, wow, mm. is this how city girls feel? <laughs> like, when someone just paid, like, I, like, I felt like a kept woman. It was amazing. Like, I just loved it. My child went to daycare every single day. Come on. So I was just lounging and having a good time. I was Bless. doing lunch and day drinking good time and then i went like in another one right (laughs) and then i went back to work on monday and i was like earth is ghetto i want to be me like working is ghetto and i don't want to do it anymore i told you i do not dream of labor not so i'm just praying my husband's on the zone with getting his master's i'm just hoping that you know he gets the bag and i can quit because i just want to be a kept woman for the rest of my life i really used to look down on women who wanted to just be stay-at-home wives and now i'm like yo i started aspiring to this too late in life i saw the powerball was at 490 and i said babe you better go in there encourage your man encourage your man get in line and pray over these numbers Right, right. Get them numbers so I can sit down. I feel you because I pay over my lottery ticket every time and it never works. Uh-huh. Maybe you should just stop praying over it. Maybe. I guess the Lord's not blessing that. God don't bless no mess. You gotta payment. manifest the abundance. Right. Allegedly. That prayer hit the you just, ceiling. You just came gotta know right you down. won, is what I've been told. All right, fair enough. All right, Saya. How's your week been going? All right. Uh, my week has been a little crazy, had a little COVID scare. Um, but she's healthy. But I'm God. healthy. Right, that's why she's here, y'all. Yes. Yes. We're not, we're not yes. crazy. No, they're not. I was like, look here, I'm going to let you know right here. I've been exposed, but I, I do not have. Will you let me, please? Please let me come. To After this. we get that negative test. Right, right. <laughs> what, what's your test say? To be clear. Had to bring my paperwork. Hashtag and everything. works. <laughs> Thank you, it Jesus. It still works. <laughs> song was somebody pray for me come on now you sing it then kept me on their mind oh took the time come oh. on now and prayed for me come on Oh, yes, so I, I, that I like spirit. that song too, though. Me too. So no the one with the whole no story about the crackhead grandma, like that, <laughs> is a story and a song in itself, and I love Carol. that. Yes, we would definitely. Uh, Do you need to borrow my hymn book, though? No, because uh-huh. I'm not going to know any of them. It's fine. I'm definitely, That's the problem. I'm definitely in a millennial Kirk Franklin. You know, you my blessed insurance. Everyone else has a gospel song, and mine's and a pass me, pass me, pass me. This is like my two go tos. It's only because well, y'all know about it. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all. Oh, oh, right. yes. so, Anyways, well, I'm glad that we had such a blessed week. 
God was all through that thing. It was, it was a struggle, but yeah. clearly we know who to go to. Okay. Hallelujah. I, I just want to highly mildly call myself out and say that all of y'all the gospel songs and mine was a TikTok sound. Um, mine was also a TikTok song. Yeah, it was not a gospel song. Really oh, but it's fine because God was all in that and thing. It, okay, And it, he was. He was, was all in that thing. All right. I feel less of a heathen now. Yeah. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled programming. Okay, y'all. So are we canceling Boosie or not? Hard yes. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard to cancel something you don't subscribe to. Don't hate me. <laughs> I was about to say, I was never giving Boosie streams in the first place. Right. So I At guess all. I'm just keeping it consistent. Right. I was. But I also wonder station. if because we went to HBCUs. Yes. And he was oh, heavy on yes. the HBCU playlist. Surfeits. But how often yes. are you pulling his songs up? I mean, if Or he, were you? Wait, yeah. now yeah. or then? Yeah. I will say if I'm listening, I listen to a lot of like trap music when mm. I'm working out oh, and okay. he comes up a lot. I have a dedicated workout playlist that doesn't change and Patrick hates that. It's been like, I add <laughs> songs to it, but like it's really been the same since college. <laughs> oh, Spotify has some really good ones. So like depending on how I'm really feeling when I work out. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm like, he's not on my workout playlist. <laughs> Do you have one? I don't I want to you. <laughs> Not you cracking yourself up. <laughs> I tell you what is on my Gerald Levert on my workout oh, playlist. Oh, hey, okay. Stop! <laughs> Just <laughs> do something else. Okay. Talking about influencing the children. Right. Okay. Yes. Also, to be clear, this podcast is not for your children. At all. We are explicit content. <laughs> yes. This is not a ride along. There's like one episode. Listen. There's mm-hmm. like one episode I could recommend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, while we're on the topic of Boosie, we have to ask, why is LGBTQ plus acceptance so hard in predominantly black spaces? Ooh, the respectability. I know. I feel like it's respectability politics mainly, I think. I think, um, one, when you're already dealing with uh, seeing as uh, the lesser part of the, so- the society and you want to present um, your best heteronormative foot forward with regards to um, you know how we're portrayed uh, in in the media and I uh, often refer to uh, uh, oh, uh, Rustard um, the individual that um Gay male individual that used to work and um, believe right for Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Um, you don't really ever hear about his name because he was a gay man. And um, I thought you were about to say Don Lemon. Then you said Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I don't know where we're going. This is getting offensive. Is he not gay? He uh, is. Oh. Don is, yes. Bayard Rustin. I was about to butcher his uh, first name, but Bayard Rustin. Um, the reason he you don't hear about him is because he was a gay man. And um, actually, a little before... I've literally came... never heard that name before. <laughs> Me either. I have no okay. idea what right. So, about. I'm, a little homework assignment yeah, for y'all. educate us. What's his name? B- Bayard, B-A... <laughs> Sorry, I, I meant for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed like, to be like, I'm like, Bayard. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's B A Y A R D Rustin R U S T I N. So most of you guys have not heard of him. I've heard of him probably within the last ten years. He used to walk with Martin Luther King. <laughs> 
You really can't let one episode go without doing it, huh? Like, not even one. I tried really hard. No, you didn't. I didn't do it. Every time Patrick edits it, he just looks at me and goes, every time, huh? She's going to do it every time. She's never going to let Saya live. Like, no. Saya, it wasn't She's not. I feel like she's walked into it. Go ahead. Right. You made that leap. You made that march. All on her own. Wow, that was a good one. Damn y'all. All right, go ahead. Martin Luther King, you. Ooh. Yeah. Selma. So. <laughs> March on Washington. I hate you so much. Oh, my shit. Sure. I have a dream teach. 1964. <laughs> I'm sick. Oh, God. Leave my eyes wide. Franklin. <laughs> Uh, anyway, as I was trying to say, Bayard, you won't hear about him because of that. He was taken out of the limelight, just like, um, who's the young lady that, um, actually had been kicked off the bus for, um... Oh, before... she was pregnant and dark-skinned. Yeah, yes. Before Rosa? Yeah, so he, he just didn't fit the conventional heteronormative, um standard and that is the reason why you don't see us i think that's the reason why we don't see a lot of um lgbtq plus individuals in our mainstream um media and um that hasn't changed until really probably last 20 years maybe but before that, you know, you really didn't see it. And it's becoming more and more. I mean, almost everything I watch now has someone from our nice little rainbow in it at some point. So I think it's a little bit of because religion plays a huge yeah. role mm-hmm. in our community. And we've all heard the Sodom and Gomorrah story and all that stuff. And so we've been given this like fire and brimstone um I guess, outlook on gay people in the community and how they're like an abomination and all these things. And so I think, I mean, we, and we've touched on this before, like, so I think that's one reason why it's the acceptance because we've been taught that it's Mm -hmm. wrong, hard stop. Let's Mm -hmm. talk like we, there's, there's no gray, there's nothing else. Um, But also too, I think black people are very protective or we try and be more protective of our images and we're mm-hmm. uh, uh, judged more harshly on our images, is at least on TV. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> like, even, like, Real Housewives. And people are constantly claiming, like, oh, my gosh, cannot believe you would portray black women fighting on TV when the, on Real Housewives of New yeah. Jersey, they're flipping tables and things are happening. So it's not like a... This thing is right. um, uh, a, uh, like, so abnormal, right? Like it's, only black women. Like when we do it, it's like we're. I can't believe we're just, so ghetto. Right. Yeah, but when white women do, like it's just no big deal. Right. But I also think for you to mention gay characters on TV, I'm trying to think back on all the ones I've known, and it's always a very negative. Is that probably except for Modern Family and they're white? I can't think of another show with a black gay character, queer character. Empire. Where it's not negative, though. So, like, for right. example, like, Have and Have Nots, I'm a huge fan of that show. Right. Jeffrey is, like, the his storyline with his mother, she hates him. Like, literally tried to murder him mm. more than once in his, right. the person that he's dealing with. Um, and so it's also that the 
storylines are always tragic. Yeah. Like it's not like a happy story. And so I think there's like we don't have any positive mm. black queer P-Valley. to Allison's point. But even that is there. No, it's not. I mean, it's positive, but it's it's also tragic. Yep. Yeah. I don't even know if you consider his character positive because it's nothing where it's a lot of self, not self hate, but he like he's. We can get into. I don't know. if This is the appropriate time to like yeah, to no, get sorry. into these characters, but I don't. I can't think of a positive one. Is what right. I'm saying. Oh, I guess I was thinking positive because he is a business owner, and but it's strife and. Hidden relationships yeah. and pain. And I get it's I, I TV, understand. so it has to be drama associated. No, right. you know, we're not going to watch it. But right. besides Modern Family, I can't think of like a, a healthy queer relationship on TV for black people. And again, they're not black. Right. I think it's also like to speak to image, We there's always been a level of conformity mm-hmm. within our community is we have to conform. Like, so like when when relaxers came out because we had to conform to look that way or i can't think of any well some of the well-known um celebrities that that i can think of that are a part of the lgbtq plus community all conform to a different character on tv so it's not who they are so if if they um if they have come out as maybe lesbian in almost every role I've seen them play on TV, they have a boyfriend, they have a husband, a kid, like the stereotypical heteronorm type situation. Wait, can you explain? Can you like give an Queen example? Latifah, her roles on TV are she's heterosexual. Right. Oh, right. gotcha. And I think the only time I've ever seen it is the shy, but I think it all that's all on purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. to give that positive image of what that looks like on TV. Like, sorry, it's until now that right. I've seen that. I was going to say, I wonder if we're seeing it more now too because um, queer people are having more opportunities at creating their own stories. Yeah. Right? Yes. Which is new, right? unfortunately. Um, so I feel like that plays a role. But I think that there's a nuance here that we, I kept thinking about earlier but didn't touch on um, regarding black homes. And I feel like in this and maybe like this, the generation above us, maybe two generations above us are like specifically where things are becoming more normalized. Mm-hmm. So like being like queer, LGBTQ, trans, things of that nature are becoming more normalized. So it's not okay to speak out about them. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing is that people are okay with them, but not in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, huge. I'm accepting... Yeah of you i'm accepting of that person over there but not my kid right mm. you bet not right you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like that can sometimes transpire into a community aspect because it turns into like a little bit of a group think like if we see someone's parents denying that then the family will also deny that mm-hmm. reality you know right. what i mean i feel like that becomes very present in the black community what? um which is a nuance that I don't know if I see in other communities as much. Yeah, I think... So I, we can go around the table because I, I have a note I wanna, too. I wanted to add... I, I also want to add... That's when you know the comment was fire. I also wanted to add, though, I think um, added on to that is that it's low-hanging fruit also. Mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to add into the piece that the reason it's the reason why it's, um, acceptance is so hard is because... Nobody wants to be at the bottom, 
and we are usually visually different, right? Um, culturally different, and already black, so people already feel like they can, right? You know, even within your own community, can talk about you and be that be an okay thing. So that's I think that's another reason why we're even seeing so much backlash is because we are the least respected out of probably all groups when you include, and then you go black woman, then also gay or transgender. That's why it's very easy. You're very obviously different. Right. There's no way to, I can remember when I first came out, um, my parents not wanting anybody else to know because they didn't know how to deal with it. Right. right. So mm-hmm. if I don't know how to deal with it and you're doing it and I can't stop you from doing it. It's very easy to just ostracize you because everyone's going to know anyway. And it's already not, accepted in our whole entire community because you said church but i'm like white people go to church too right. so i mean and but it is the reason why but i'm it's n- no more an issue because of church at for black people than it is white it's on my yeah. own point but it's yeah. funny you say that too because i like i know someone who had like there is a gay member of their family everyone knows this family member is gay he has right. a entire husband him and his husband come to family functions he has never said this is my husband. He mm-hmm. is always like, oh, that's his friend. He has never come out and said, I am gay. But it's just like, everyone knows he's gay, but it's like he can't say it, but everyone mm-hmm. knows it. But so, I feel like that's a norm in the black community. Like, we all know that uncle that went to jail. What? And we know what he went to jail for, but no one's really talked about it. Mm-hmm. Right. That uncle that's hooked on whatever he's hooked on, but no one really talks about it. So I feel like it's... I don't want to say more of the same, but I feel like because that that's the norm of like family dynamics is that it's right that it just becomes like one of those things that is, but the fact that it's akin to like the niggas that went to jail, the niggas that do drugs, and you know what I mean is what makes me cringe Mm. about you know what I mean. There is like respect in like respecting people's like paths and pasts and their lives that may they may not want. There's no reason to be talking about that at any point in time. But the fact that you can't celebrate who you are is something completely different and that's not how it's regarded right so you mentioned it's cool i'm accept i'm accepting of it but just not in my house and even to tie it back to with carol with religion potentially being a heavy influence in the african-american household but if we want to like and i hate i'm not i hate to take it to like 100 slave owners use the bible to enslave us. Mm -hmm. And there are Bible beaters that use the Bible to say all of these things, but ignore the main one commandment, which is to love one another. (laughs) So if, if we, people have to be mindful of how they are utilizing reference. Actually, I got schooled one time I was participating in something at church and to the theme came up. I was like, oh, I really like this theme. Like, cause it's inspiring. And then I cherry picked this little verse to go along with the theme because the verse sounded good with the theme. And um, fortunately my first lady. So when this comes back to you, know that I'm speaking good of you. Um, when <laughs> I, I want, like she checked me and it made me think of, I can't just like, the whole story, when I read through the story, she was like, make sure you read through the story before and then let's revisit it. 
Mm-hmm. I read through the entire story and I was like, oh, that don't go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just cherry pick this one little verse that said, love your neighbor. Well, that's not really what it was, but like, I can't just cherry pick this one thing yeah. and not read the whole story because that could have messed somebody completely up. And I was like, oh my God. But you can't do that with a person either. And I think that that's part of the problem, right? Right. You want to you wanna focus only on what this individual does or you assume does in the bed by their sexual preference and not love the whole person you're missing the the forest for the the the, the, weeds here, the yeah. situation right. you are to love so that this individual if that is what you believe is the right thing you can still say okay i know this is what you want to do i'll love you anyway i'll support you in any way shape or form understand that i will still ask that you pray with me that i want you to know god with me um i want you to do all these things with me but i understand if this is some a path you need to go down right till you come back right the prodigal son if this is what you got to go do go do that so you can come back if that's what you really believe and if Mm -hmm. you trust you have instilled this this individual with everything that they need to to be able to survive but i wanted to ask like how much it's so much easier to hate when someone does something that you don't want to do than to love them when they're doing something you don't like right do and that's where i'm saying it's like that low-hanging fruit right it's just easier it's easier i don't have to you're doing something i told you not to do so it's easier for me to hate you than it is for me to be like i don't get it i don't know what god is asking me to do in the moment i don't want to i don't want to spend the time doing this I'm just going to attack you versus dealing with even probably some stuff that I need to do with first. Yeah, exactly. I feel like also calling it, I don't know if it's wrong anymore, but I feel like words have so much meaning and like calling it a lifestyle attributes to that. Mm-hmm. Cause like if, when you're a thief, no one's like, oh, that's his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like no one like is like, oh, he murdered that guy. That's his lifestyle. You know what I mean? It, like, it makes that's it his lifestyle. who you are when like, you know, who you're attracted to is a piece of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's not all of who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it, I know for relationships or at least something that, that I always try to, st- I try to stand firm on is unconditional loving one another. Um, well, un- having unconditional love for one another is loving the things that you don't like about them. And if that may be their sexuality or, if that may be the outfit that they like to wear. Um, I think I think it's important, like just in our community, I think that's really the divide in our community is the fact that we, we aren't willing to be accepting of all of the things in some form or fashion. And that makes us great. Like what makes everyone amazing, all these communities great is that we're all different. If we right. were all the same, you know, like that's not that's not fun. Like that's you know that's yeah. what we love about is our differences. So if we, oh, just, we should love, yeah, well, we should love about each other's our differences. Yeah, and our journeys are going to be very different regardless of what anybody else does anyway. So love us through the journey. That's my biggest thing. Is that yeah. you can't. That's it's hard. All right. So what you talked about, um, Nicole, the the acceptance piece made me think about um, a podcast I watched uh, or watched. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't watch it because you can't watch a podcast. <laughs> you can Sorry. try. Yeah, well, some have video. 
Oh, that's true. Some do. Well, th- this one does not. <laughs> don't, don't come looking for no video. We don't have it. We don't, we don't have it. Um, but a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Monique Gamble, um, has a podcast called uh, Pop Politics Pod, which I really enjoy. I'm listening to It's a part of my friend um, who is a professor um, uh, and has had different classrooms where she is able to have very discussions with individuals about certain things as far as well, what's going on in um, pop culture, what's going on in politics. So she posed a question on her um, sixth episode uh, called The Price of Black Queer Visibility that I wanted to talk about with you guys. All right, so it made me um, think about this question. Close your eyes. And imagine that your dominant identity was suddenly flipped and you were on the other side of the spectrum that you are currently on. What political or social privileges do you gain from switching identities? What do you lose from switching identities? Consider why people who live in that subordinate space push so hard for you to see them and against others saying wild things about their identity slash community. What might be one what might one be missing if there are they are a part of the dominant group and not get it? I don't know why that was so hard to read. Did you try that again? <laughs> what might one be missing if they're a part of the dominant group and not get it? Ooh. Be honest about that and what the difference is. Mm. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay, so Nicole and I are flipping our dominant identity from straight to queer. Mm. And and then not Nicole smirking. I'm not smirking. I'm thinking. <laughs> like I'm. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, this is like a heavy duty question. It right. Is. It is. It is. So, so um, do, do you want to go? We should go through the questions together. I think and answer them. Okay. So the first question is, what political or social privilege, privileges do you gain from switching identities? I don't think we gain anything. I don't, I don't think we gain anything, but knowing what resources there are available, I think we would be gaining a support system, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, they're definitely a, a community. Right. But I also think we probably, for, as women, I think we are given a little bit more leeway to explore our sexuality absolutely um, than men are. So I think while, because we are women, it wouldn't be as much of a like, oh my God, I cannot believe that you are a queen. <laughs> well, like, I, I don't, some people might not even be, they might not be shocked <laughs> by me, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nicole said it's been okay so the second question was what might you lose I feel like everything is on the line and that was just sad to say but um, as a cis heterosexual female I feel like well as a black woman I feel like you know things can be shaky um, mm. but we have a lot of advantages Right. And now, unfortunately, switching, we are going to be losing a lot of those. And Such freedoms. as? Okay, I'm interested. Um, okay, so for example, like we were talking about earlier, in the way that I dress. Mm. So if I decide to dress more masculine, 
um, people are going to assume that, um, you know, I'm taking on a masculine role or I want to be a man, whereas I could just feel more comfortable in these clothes or, and and, and we were talking about tomboys. Yeah. Like even like tomboys, (laughs) like that's a term. Like, why is it called just because I want to wear things that are not quote unquote girly. I'm now associated as being a boy. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't don't know. I don't know if I can use clothes, like what, what I wear, like I said, some people may not be completely surprised because I spent most of my high school years in in what appears or what the social thought process of like sweatpants, a long white tee, Tim's and a flight jacket. Yeah, but now you stand in maxi dresses and moomoos. All day or day? But, well, because based off of our early com- like his comfort is mm-hmm. a thing for me. Right, so if you're so I don't. Is it stay the same if you're part of the queer community? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think because I think so all would you go back to your you wouldn't go back to your Tim's. <laughs> yes, because some things are comfortable to me. But, but you can wear them right now. I could, but they are I, heavy. Well, let me also say this. I want to say that my my weight probably probably plays a part in that, um, mm-hmm. okay. right? Because me being a someone who is lighter in size wearing that maybe they're being comfy that day versus someone being a heavy size they are wearing that and they look real butch i don't i don't oh, know oh like oh my the 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 boyfriend t-shirts or whatever right right like it's not it's me. trendy okay. Yeah, it's okay. trendy okay right. i get what you mean yeah. okay so i don't know if um from a from the perspective of of happenings in life, maybe it's not openly welcome in the workplace. But I also do a lot of things in the workplace that's against societal norm, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I do it on purpose or if I'm just being myself. But I don't know. That I don't know. This, this this question is very hard for me. Like, I feel like it can go really, really deep, or we can keep it surface level. No, I feel like I mean, whatever you are yeah. feeling in this moment, I think you should right. definitely portray those feelings. Yeah, I think something you're afraid to lose. Yeah, and, and I think that's a lot of what that what the queer community deals with too. Like the fact right. that you're like thinking so heavily about like what I'm afraid to lose, how people are going to perceive me, right. how I'm going to live my everyday life, how am I going to be safe out in these streets? Like, I, that's what the community is experiencing. Right. So the fact that you're Feeling that way just by answering a question, I feel like that's like, whew. Right. right. And it, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. It's right. heavy. Right. And Imagine doing that every single day. Right. And even the decision point of, am I doing this for me or because of how I want to be perceived? Mm, right. Yeah. Heavy decision point yeah. in and of itself. It is. Yeah. Speak. Or even like, because um, I mean, I, I think about my child a lot too, who is a young black boy. I only would prefer him not to be gay just because of how I know he's going to be treated. Mm-hmm. It's already hard right. enough for him to be a black man. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of fears in itself. Now to add that on top of that, like, I just, I don't want that for him. Not because of, because I care. I just really want, I don't want him to have a harder life than he's already going to have being a black boy. So as a woman, I'm just like, I don't have, I mean, it'll be hard. I mean, obviously, Saya, like you've talked about some things that you've had to deal with. But as a black man, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Whereas, again, I said, as women, we have a little bit more freedom to explore our sexuality and even be like, oh, I kissed a girl in college. No big deal. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's almost like, well, 
for white girls in particular. Mm. I don't know for black girls it's mm-hmm. as. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. But I feel like they, it's almost expected that they have like quote unquote girl on girl experiences, but it's okay. Right. Um, and for it's it's sexy and you know, it's all these things, but as a, we've even talked about this, so like if a male has had a gay or queer experience, would we still date him? Is he really straight? Right. Like, is, does he have the option to have tried it and didn't like it? Whereas women we do, but men we don't. So um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's yes. a lot of things to consider. And then I know our last question before we move on to Sai and Tiffany. Um, oh, maybe we've already really answered it. Um, but considering why might people who live in that subordinate space push so hard for you to see them like I think it's for the same reason we push so hard for people to see us like right. we don't you know acceptance. I don't want yeah acceptance I don't want you overlooking me just because you don't agree or don't like who I am especially something that I can't control like yeah. I didn't choose this way you know like right. I didn't choose a thug like the thug life chose me <laughs> you know what I mean so it's just like I don't want you <laughs> judged on something that I literally like just like as a black woman I didn't Ugh. choose to be a black woman like I came out this way and yeah, so I would right. love for you not to judge me over something I literally have no control over and right. the one wants to be marginalized and also exploited for the same two things like you know yeah, what I mean like you right. can't like you don't pay attention to me until it's an election year and then you need us you know that's frustrating so <laughs> like to deal with that across like multiple touch points is even worse yeah. right yeah. tokenization is real mm. Do you have anything else before we move on? No, I completely agree. It's, it's acceptance for me and just, yeah, I, it's just acceptance. Because mm-hmm. the fact, you're right, the fact that I feel so weighted by this question, like, it, it's not literally making my heart beat fast, but it, it almost makes my heart beat fast because it looks like there's it. so it many, just- it, because there's so many layers. And I feel yeah. like I was talking with someone the other day about there's, about there being levels to the shit. Like, it's it's one thing to be a white man in society. There's another thing to be a white woman in society. But then when you add either being a white male that's gay versus a white woman that's gay, or, and I could be using those terminologies incorrectly, so I apologize, but, or or just being black in Mm -hmm. America, period. Mm -hmm. Being a black man. Actually, I want to say it was with with Harry because I was voicing my concern about um, growing up in a predominantly white community and being black and sometimes you having blinders on and not realizing all the things that that could happen to you. So and talking about there just being levels, being black, being a black man, being a black woman and then being black and in the queer community, it 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 there's a heaviness mm-hmm. in with me not being in that community, but just being a black woman and already thinking of those challenges. I, I can't. And yeah. I was like, and I just saying, I'm like, we're not that different. You know what I mean? Right. Like we have very similar, of course, like everyone has different obstacles, but we all have obstacles. Right. Like a lot of them are similar. So mm-hmm. I think that's if you, if we can start there, mm-hmm. maybe there'll be a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> like we right. can understand and accept each other. So, but, right. um, this is like a quick introduction, but, do y'all remember like the moment that you realized as a black woman your life was gonna be and as a black queer woman that your life was gonna be harder than your like white male counterparts? Yes. I like have a visual memory tied to that mm-hmm. realization. 
don't have that, but okay. I have a, a sim- similar. I have an experience where I was just like, oh wow, like white people really don't like black people. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, mm. like that's a heavy. Like I'm gonna be dealing with this for the rest of my life. Yeah, wow. I was mm. in middle school, but like nothing happened in the moment. I was just like ha- in the middle of a conversation, and I just like remember being like, wow, this is this is what life gonna be like. <laughs> I think it's happened a couple of times for me in different stages of life, like in elementary school when you know how you see those memes where it's like how you send your kid to school versus how they come home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) me being kind of rough and tough a little bit. Like finish bopping somebody. (laughs) Like I would go to school with my hair all straight or whatever because I had to relax it, and then like I would take my hands and like pull my hair up, and then realizing that I was. I was the people's entertainment in the moment, right? Like mm. I'm being funny, right? Not to other people, but like, you know, I'm just Bored. being free mm-hmm. and then realizing, oh, I was being their entertainment in that moment in elementary school. Mm. And then even growing up and being in high school and then living in a very wealthy community, but maybe you're not that wealthy. So you're like, this yeah, I'm gonna drive this old Buick to high school why everybody else driving a Bentley not that I care because a Bentley you don't yes yes oh. a Bentley coupe at school I'm like I did not even know what a Bentley was in high school me Same. either like I, I saw kids who were in Lexus and Mercedes but not a Bentley that, that in, a, in a Bentley but I I'm like I remember car brands in high school Same. well mm-hmm. the school I Four. went to <laughs> the school I went to the number yes, one I thing was, was I did not have a job I was poor. My parents were not. Right. But I mean, like, it, <laughs> make, I don't know, maybe to make myself feel better, but that's the kind of life I live. Y'all know I'm a little mini thug. I'm like, y'all don't know nothing about this bench seat life. Y'all go right ahead with y'all bucket seats. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but that's me when you realize <clears throat> when you are Black in America, it's like it's happened a few times. So I can only imagine what it's like, like one of my friends, she came out to me as, as a, a lesbian. I'm like, I already knew, but when she told me, I can only imagine she looked stressed and I'm just like, mm. don't be. But then when her family came to me, it was like, you should take her to church with you. And I'm like, do y'all go to church? <laughs> oh, the stress. Okay. All right. Never mind. Leave it alone. But I mean, it, there's a lot of layers to it. Man. I just watched the episode of Living Single where Maxine's friend came out to her and everybody else knew but Maxine that she was gay. And she found out at like her bridal shower. That she was about to wear a woman? Yeah. Uh, oh. And I was like, oh. Wow, what year was this? I <laughs> missed <laughs> that episode. Me too. Okay, right. so Cy and Tiffany. All right, so we're going to tackle uh, if you are a female, your identity is flipped to male. You want to go first? Um, sure. We're answering the political and social privileges. Yeah. We get, well, we get a lot. Mm-hmm. Are we becoming white men or just men? <laughs> That's the question. gotta be black men. All right. As a black man, you have to black man, I still gain a lot. Yeah. But I, it's yeah, because I didn't say flip two, only one. The world's kind of scary out here also. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, you definitely gain, like, the privileges of being a man, but, like, not the privileges of being a white man. So, you're still dealing with, dealing with a lot of racial disparity, stereotypes, prejudices. But you, we gain what we we're gaining to me. Well, first of all, I just want to say I can pee standing up. So, that's all I really care about. <laughs> we go camping every yes. weekend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, um, I just want to do that little, like... <laughs> so you want to pee all over the floor? No, I just want to shake, but like, see how hard it is my thick? Like, oh my god! <laughs> Carol trying to figure out if she has a knee knocker or not. Trying to, yeah. You trying to touch your girth? <laughs> trying to see if I got the uh, uh, BS, <laughs> BD, what is it? BDE. <laughs> you might have the energy, but the ass Go ahead. I was in the band. Your energy is bigger than what you got. Not my my question. Not my question. Sorry. Um, No, I was going to say, I think gaining to the male perspective in the the world, a lot of things are done from that male perspective. So Mm -hmm. there is no accommodation of the opposite sex when you are doing things. A lot of times it is I, we... Because I'm that dominant, I'm the dominant um, sex. And so then it's not until another woman or somebody else interjects with, oh, yeah, the we needs to include the women's. <laughs> um, but no, I because I, I do believe that it's, it is a learned behavior to make sure that you are including others when you're dealing in a culture that is male dominated with most right. things. So I think that that is something that we definitely gain. Yeah, I feel like that was my kind of what goes into like the answer for my next question is like, what do you lose by switching identities? And my answer was empathy. I don't need black. I'm not trying to be a dick. It just is the first word that naturally popped up into my brain. I'm trying to be a dick. I'm sorry. No, that's, I mean, it is real. I, I, and it's, like I said, I, th- I believe a lot of it is learned, right? And it is because you, you're, you are put, when you're born as a male, there are certain things that um, individuals will automatically assume that you can have, and then there's no need for you to be made aware of other. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like because you're the default yeah. your whole life growing up. It's like teaching white people about race when they didn't grow up around black people. Like right. because you're the default your whole life, you don't need – there's not a requirement for you to learn about other the same way that there is a requirement for you to learn about other when you're the minority. Right. Yep, because you're always an afterthought or you're always having to – carve out a space for yourself so people are aware that you even exist <laughs> that's not happening with uh with men but so do you, well but you do do you feel because i do feel like men still feel like they have to fight for their space so there is a level <clears throat> of maybe n- not much so much of empathy for women but maybe for other men other black men because they still have to fight for their seat so i guess i'm thinking when i say empathy i don't mean like that you don't have any cares in the world. I just mean like in the way that we have to choose what we're wearing based on the space we're going to be in, mm-hmm. men have to do less of that. Okay. Right. So like it's, whether it's a t-shirt or jeans, it's a button down and slacks. You know what I mean? That's very different from I'm going to be in a crowded space. I can't wear a mini skirt mm-hmm. because that allows for more Right. hands to yeah. be you know accidentally on me you know right. what i mean like things mm-hmm. like that um 
I don't think that that it, you know, switches from you having to remind yourself to take up space or that you are supposed to be in the room. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't know what the mindset of a black male is in the workspace. Like maybe I have a lot of imposter syndrome. I don't know if black men deal with that in the same way as opposed to feeling like they are sometimes overlooked, often yeah. overlooked. Yeah. But I sometimes feel like I do that to myself first. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know that that happens to black men. Mm-hmm. Right. I so think... you gain confidence? Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think, think the thing that makes our brains overthink, <laughs> I think we lose that, which I would be pumped to do. With my mm. penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. With the testosterone hormone. I'm Listen. <laughs> the way that I can make a list and just not even need to write it down. Because somebody's because my brain's not overthinking twenty four seven. The way I don't wake up at three a.m. wondering where my birth certificate is. <laughs> I think I would just enjoy packing a backpack and going somewhere <laughs> free. <laughs> they got stuff. Oh, I just remembered. And the gains, I have a period. Jesus, oh, PMS. Don't get that twisted. It's also oh, morning wood. That sounds very painful. Painful. No, Morning. it sounds like opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> all of us are like, wait, because even I was like, <laughs> it'll hurt sometimes. Oh, blue balls or oh, balls. okay, um, oh, is that right? Blue balls, but morning oh, just sounds okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. you guys can listen to stuff I wasn't thinking where we were going. <laughs> so, I, so I, you answered, then I have a question for oh, you okay. both. Okay. You're oh, wait. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think the only other thing I think. That we lose, I'm in agreement with Tiff. I think that we do lose um, being a black male. Things that I don't have to think about as a woman uh, right now is, um, oh, even though I am masculine and presenting, I still, if someone does realize that I'm a woman, there is the intensity that you have in a conversation with people sometimes shifts too. So I think that, that like there's a unfortunately an innate fear of black men. So mm-hmm. I think one thing that I would definitely lose is the um a, uh people are going to become almost the benefit of the doubt. A, hmm? Like you lose the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And um I've heard often of black men talking about how they have to make sure they're smiling a lot. So they don't come off as intimidating Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um, if they're just resting in their own mind, people automatically assume that something, you know, yeah. Damn. Can't even be at peace. Exactly. (laughs) So I think that that would be something that I would lose as a woman because I don't have to worry about that. Well, you actually answered my question. I was thinking like, do you feel like there would be any element of like fear that you don't have as a woman as a black man. 100%. I mean, like yeah. that thing where like people cross the street to avoid you. I don't have to deal with that as a black Well, maybe in COVID times I do. <laughs> but not as a black woman, just as a breathing human. <laughs> I feel like black sure. men have to deal with that. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. I guess I... Or even dang. like, I, I get nervous when I see cop lights, but I feel even more nervous when I see a black man being pulled over mm-hmm. in, a, in a cop. Yeah. I immediately mm-hmm. start praying, like, please, Lord, mm-hmm. let everyone... And I, but I also don't feel comfortable enough to pull over because I'm just like, now am I going to be... Right. Right. Okay, right. but moment of truth. Because that's real. But do you ever feel uncomfortable seeing, like, a lone black man sometimes? What do you mean? 
Like if I'm walking on the street by myself and a black man approaches me, mm-hmm. I feel that way with, with white men too. Mm. Yeah. I feel like I do too. I feel like it depends on how squirrely you look. But I also, (laughs) I will say, I agree, but I also will say I've had a little, some unconscious bias with black people that unfortunately, especially when I used to live in Southeast, that I had to like, like when I immediately think, oh, like, oh, like I feel afraid or maybe, or is he going to rob me? Then I'm like, why do I feel that way? Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's why I asked because I have caught myself doing the same thing and I understand that that is learned behavior. Like, we're seeing the same news the white people seeing. You know what I mean? So, like, I I know it's learned but I do also have that but, like, also being solo on the street, like, I mean, it is men in total, honestly. But it it does have a lot to do with how you look as I'm approaching you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just mean your skin color. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, since you, since you're talking specifically about if you were a man, I think that one thing that they will also gain but lose is well not lose in the act in the literal sense but them being hyper aware because I I feel like when I'm out with my dad or Harry or even my brother in law they are like there's sometimes I'm like babe can you just pay attention to me but he's he's in protective mode yeah. so it's like mm. I do that when I'm with my sisters same but. I don't think to do that when I'm with them. Mm. So it's like they're, they're constantly having to be aware of surroundings, which is... That's why I don't like going with you on the street clubs. It's, just, it's too much energy. Mm. Oh, oh, that's... A, that's and I, but I agree with you. Like, if I'm with Shelton, my guard is completely down. Like, yeah. I'm not paying attention to nothing. Like, I, could, <laughs> I could get hit by a car crossing the street because I don't even know what's happening. Like, I just know if he with me, I'm good. Like, I'm not worried about it. But I know he's always just like... You didn't Head see that person. Like, What's going on? I'm like, no, what do I got? I got you. Listen, I was just thinking because Patrick is the exact same way in like hyper mode. And I remember last time we were, I think we were like R&B only and like people started like popping off and I was like, oh, they're not going to fight. They just bluffing, whatever. And he like took me by the shoulders and like turned me so that he was between me and, <laughs> and the guys. And then they immediately started like, We just went to um, take my niece out because she's in, she just, um, she's a, a freshman at school. So we went to go take her out to dinner and he was adamant, my back cannot be at the door. My, right. I need to face the door. And I mean, I'm the same way. Like I need to know where the exit is because yeah. right. just never know what's going to happen. My fight or flight is strong. <laughs> yeah. right. same. And like, but my brother was just like, no, I don't like, I, my mom was like, oh, just here. He's like, no, I cannot have my back to the door. Like he right. was, but it was, he was the only male there. Well, mm. besides Trey. Like, he's the only <laughs> right. Right. he's the only man that can do something and protect us all. So, <laughs> but, Trey, he, run, his yeah. <laughs> he, he is heavy handed, so he probably could hit somebody. But yeah, I Jack agree. Handle. Like, my defenses are completely down. So, I, I agree if it, it was a switch thing, I think, and I'm already a very anxious person. I feel like where you're talking about, like, well, there's not, like, they're more carefree. I feel like I would be, like, need a, to be on a lot of medication. If you were a man. Yes. But I I think that the way their brain works is different. And I say that not to, like, try to lend to stereotypes or cliches, but, um, you know, Humans of New York. Mm -hmm. I think about this so often. Like, it lives rent free in my head. (laughs) Um, There was this story about this person who was um, trans. And they were... um, And transitioning to a man. And they talked about their experience when they started taking testosterone hormones. Mm -hmm. And how the way that their brain like thought shifted drastically 
Wow. They're like, my brain used to be like 99 tabs open at all times. And he's like, and now it's like five. And I go back and forth and then I close one. And I was like, that sounds so peaceful. Well, <laughs> and so I, a lot. And, I, and, and he was white, but I also wonder, like, I just feel like there is, um, is it focus? I think it's focus, but also like peace and mm. capability. Or I feel like we doubt more often than men. Okay. Mm. So like, I don't, and I don't, I've, I'm not trying to say that I've sort of, I've thought about this enough and I know exactly why or what I don't. I dream of having <laughs> that brain. So well, <laughs> let me ask this. It sounds more peaceful. Is that a, an identity thing or a personality thing? And the reason why I ask is because that example made me think of an instance at work. Me, I'm like one of those people where I'm like minimalist. If, if I do have a web browser open, I have only the things that I need in the moment. And I have a direct report that when I help them, every single time I help them, they have 25 tabs open. And I'm like, I, is it male or female? They're a male. Okay. I love you, but this is a very literal oh, okay. explanation of what I'm talking about and okay. what I'm, it, I use that as a metaphor. Okay. So like, then I, I the, the, things, the things that you worry yeah. about in a day. Oh, okay. That's all day. And the things that y- you think Harry might worry about in a day. All day. Oh, no, do no. Do you think that your I number is... Him, but... Right, but do you think that the number of things that you worry about are more than what he worries about? He worries about what he gonna eat. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I get it. I get it. Now. It's tracking. less like about how you manage and more just like my mind doesn't sit... Like I have a hard time like sitting... If I sit for 10 minutes, I'm either going to go to sleep or I'm going to start looking at the things that my brain is racing through. Okay. I get it. I got yeah. it. I can't do one thing at the time. Like, I can't just watch TV. I also am watching TV. I'm also playing a game. Yeah. I'm also scrolling the gram. We I'm need also... to have a podcast about this because it's a whole, it's its own conversation. It yeah. is. But I found this to be, sorry, are y'all done with answering this question? Because I'm about to go on a tangent and I don't want to do that. No, I think we got one more piece. Oh. I was going to let you go. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish, finish the question. Oh, sorry. Is it consider why people might why might people who do not do you lose what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you reading? <laughs> you can't read and be. Uh, yeah, consider why <laughs> might people who live in that subordinate place push so hard for you to see them and against others saying wild things about their um, identity and community. So we're in the. We're not in the minority. We're in the majority one. So mm-hmm. I guess as a majority. Well, not as a black male. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, okay. So as a black male, why um, would a black male push so hard for our subordinates um, or others to see them? I guess... Mainly because they want to be seen as the individuals that they are and not the stereotypes. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times men, uh, black men in particular, are um, have to deal with everyone constantly placing who they are into these categories as either thugs or... Um, 
you know, can't be articulate because you know you hear like, oh, he's, he's such an articulate right. man. Like you, you know, read so good read for so, a nigga. Yes, right. So like, I just those I think that they would a black man pushes for individuals just to know them as individuals mm-hmm. and to not continually categorize them and to not view their bodies as um, disposable. Mm, I think that wow. that's something that uh, black men often have to deal with people believing that their bodies are disposable, um, both within our black community and outside of it. Mm, geez. I would agree with all of that. Um, I would also add that like as a black male, you probably don't want people just like thinking that you're good for one thing. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of shut up and dribble, shut up and run, shut up and whatever um, is the more mode of entertainment at that point. And I think that there are a lot of misconceptions with um, the black male body, just the black body in general, um, with how it's regarded and shown in spaces that are very harmful and perpetuate stereotypes that are not useful to people that are trying to break out of a monolith. Mm. 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 That's good. All right. Well, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all answering my my questions. That Carol, was really, really good. Questions. That was good. What was your question, Carol? Yeah, you wanted to shift us real quick. Oh wait, to my tangent. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, tangent on. Okay. It was about okay. what were we talking about? I know uh, testosterone, brain. Oh, doing multiple things at one time. So mm. I'm finding because I'm a multitasker that mm-hmm. is I have to make myself just drive. Do you guys ever have that problem? Like, I'm constantly <laughs> just like reaching for my phone or like sc- like scrolling and dry. like I have to yes. physically. Like, my hands have to be busy. I don't know why my hands can't just be idle. Okay. I feel like they need to be busy at all times. So I'll even drive and like I will grab my phone and like open a game. Like, nigga, what are you doing? Like, you are driving. When I'm driving, I don't think that that's a struggle for me. Well, also, I will say this driving is peaceful for me. So it's like literally is only- it peaceful when you have other people in your car? No, <laughs> here, not for them. White knuckle the whole time. Every last one of y'all is sitting here today. It was today. not peaceful, though. <laughs> it's peaceful for me. I don't care what y'all experience in the passenger. So I don't have road rage and are peaceful. Hey, hey! Did you just cut me off? Like, which is it? I don't have It's peaceful while you're- Well, no, okay. On a road trip, like, well, let me say this. So long drives, long peaceful <laughs> drives where you don't have a time frame. In the car, because most of the time I'm in the car by myself. Let's be clear. I'm talking about moments when I'm in the car by this myself. This was a yes or no question. What? <laughs> 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 go ahead, go ahead. I'm referring to me, like, in the car. I think the car is the only time that I shut all of, all of that down. Oh, yeah. I may be thinking about, like, I may start off, like, on short, yes. So in short trips, <laughs> I'm probably like, okay, what do I need to do when I get home? What do I need to do this? But when I take a road trip or like if I'm have to drive an extensive amount of time, it's the only time that my brain allows it to shut down and just drive mm-hmm. to. So the other side of what of what you do, but in every other situation, I'm thinking about what Harry's got going on, if he's okay, it, what I need to do for mom. If any of my sisters need my support in the moment, do I need to call any of my nieces and nephews to make sure they're okay in, in this world that we live in? Um, what do I got to do for the household? So like my 
all of those tabs are interesting. Also, right. I think about me dying a lot too. Why? I don't know. I have. I whenever I drive I'm in like, the car. Yeah, it's usually like a car accident or like me imagining myself like going over to a bridge is and drowning. Is this new for no, you? No, I've had multiple like thoughts and dreams about me dying in a car. So like every time I'm in the car, I'm like, I have like, I'm not premonition is okay. not the right okay, word. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's I. There are like like wedding nightmares are one thing to like, like give. I don't like. I'd rather not like give this life right. with words. Okay, right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not really trying to cut you off. Well, I just, fine. I'm. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was normal. No, I, I love you. And I thought I it was normal. It happened to me for the, for the first time yesterday, and then a car almost hit me head on. Going oh, no, to Chick Fil A. No, 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 oh, that. that's yeah. never okay. happened right. to me. So we're not gonna speak life no. into they any just, like, situations. I'll I'll tell you later. My, I don't. They were. It was. It was, it was a lot. It's never actually happened to me. Parked cars on both sides. It was like an easy, you're supposed to go side by side and you have to ease by, but she wasn't easing and it was a blind turn and she was almost head on to me. Oh my gosh. So, well, thank God for Jesus. Yes, thank God for Jesus. But let me, let me ask this question because when you start talking about, um, about like in situations like that, because my sister has also said the same thing that she has, has thought about it. I wonder, I would. To answer Tiffany's question, how long has this been going on? Because, like, I'm to me, I think it's her mom brain, her mom brain in concern of what, like, my kids in, mm. you know what, what I'm what saying? Something like, happens to me. What something happens to me. What's gonna happen to my kids? It got worse when I had a child, but I've always thought about it. Okay, well then we'll move on. No, I think not... I need I probably need to talk to a therapist about it because it's been a long time since. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yes. me by the week. Wait, we didn't change it. Did you have to answer the question? I did. She did. She did it. No. it first. Carol's question. Oh. Oh. Do you Never mind. multitask? In the car? Uh, <laughs> or not. In the car. <laughs> Let's stop doing things in the car. car. <laughs> yes. No, I have recognized that I'm the same way. But I think that's just... For me, it's not that I want to have multiple things I'm doing at the same time. I just am used to having my phone in my hand. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, no. Let's just please stop. I feel like I am for short trips, but if I'm like driving from here to my parents, I'm like, that's my like, you know how like you, I have my best thoughts in the shower because mm-hmm. you're just like not distracted. Mm-hmm. That's my time for that. So like the shower and me driving over 15 minutes at a time mm-hmm. is like when I'm like, my to-do list is like actively coming out and right. like, I wish I had a pen though so I could jot them all down. <laughs> but yeah. Voice notes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. Meme of the week. Talk about something happy. Not us dying. We need a drop for this. That's <laughs> that's not the drop. Okay. It's my go to. Last time I did something though, where you like, oh. it wasn't your bangers thing, but you did something that was, it was like almost like her theme song for the meme of the week. Oh, I couldn't tell you what it was. It's time for meme of the week. It's time for meme of the week. It's time for meme of the meme of the meme of the week. I do this a lot with Trey where we do songs um, before we when we have to transition because it helps. <laughs> Anyways. Aww, that's cute. You're like lamb chop. <laughs> <laughs> and right now it's it's bath time. It's bath time. It's 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 bath time. And he goes, Mommy, I dance. And he dances. Oh, I'm so cute. <laughs> it is. Okay. So this meme comes from Being Black is Lit. And it says, What are y'all mad about today? <laughs> And the question it says, the fact that we got to pay for trash bags just to throw them the same bags in the trash. I saw that. <laughs> like, no, let me tell you how mad that makes me. Right. Like, 
When you go to Costco and you buy the really big bag, yes. first of all, it started off. My mom is very, like, everything has, like, she likes it done the way she likes it done. She used to buy these 30-gallon trash bags. We have never had a trash can that bigger in the kitchen. <laughs> so to pull trash before Harry moved in, to pull trash, and I'm like, all this space in this bag. <laughs> she just spent your hard earned money on these big ass bags first to throw it away and it's not even full. So then I started buying tall kitchen bags and I noticed <laughs> the Lord has blessed me where I have a pregnant lady come every two weeks. And so she grabs a bag and I'm like, I know you finna fill that bag up for you throw it away. So I get that meme. The fact that you are so passionate about it. The fact that this is the most impassioned Nicole has been this entire pod is what's really sending me. It's like when you adult. That's an adulting type thing when you start paying for trash bags and you see it's not full. That and then like just to imagine that we are filling a like it literally is a trash bag. Buy it to throw it away. To throw it away. Like how irritating is that? It's like Fashion Nova clothes but Wow, you just pissed Rainbow. off Rainbow. <laughs> Listen, I bought something from them last week. You just pissed off a lot of people. Rainbow clothes. That's what I wore all through college. Do you know if Rainbow and Fashion Nova are like the same? I did not know that. It's huh? not surprising. Something, yeah, because I'm like someone was saying like the same. informing us that this is the same? Yeah, like the same, some of the same stuff that you can, before Rainbow really shut down, you can find them in both places. Rainbow still exists. Oh, but is it like that, it, the same way that like, boutiques work? Where it's like they I have don't, a whole I know it's all fashion, fashion so yeah. like they have the same stuff, but I don't know. But Rainbow still exists in PG County. Yes, it does. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's alive and well. It is. There's one right across by my house. Is it well? Or just alive? I don't know. Can't remember the last time I've seen people in that <laughs> I went to a rainbow. Well, that was in Puerto Rico. There's a rainbow they, in Puerto right. Rico. Yeah, were we there? Right. No. Oh no, she went without us. That was my birthday trip. Mm. Oh. I guess I were can't. Were you guys invited to that trip? Because I wasn't. Mm. Nope. Mm. Mm. Not invited to any Nicole's trips unless it's my trip that I invite her on. Mm. <laughs> well, guess what? You're all invited on my next trip. <laughs> Where are you going? You, you your next, your wherever we want to go. Your birthday's next month. <laughs> No, I didn't say my next birthday trip. I said my next trip. So your next birthday trip, we're not invited. Right. right. So your birthday's in a couple it, weeks. Well, to be honest with you, I had no plans on celebrating anything this year. So. Wait. It's only 34. Next year, though, oh, it's on in, pop in. Okay. Probably not, though, because COVID. COVID, yeah. Right. I would love to Not go. next year. I'm not claiming that. Right. I'm tired. You didn't claim this year. I didn't. And I, and I won't claim and, the next. And here we are. exhausted. <laughs> I really wanted to go to Mexico for my 35th, and then I realized I turned 35 next year. Yep. <laughs> I really thought I had Actually, more time. Actually, not even next year. It's like six six months and some change. I know, change. but I thought I had more time. Wait, six, you can still do Mexico next months. year. Let's go. <laughs> what are you talking Tiffany's about? Tiffany's like, let's go all Mexico's a hot. What do we... What are we fighting about? We'll talk about it later. All right. Okay. <laughs> Should we move All on? All right. What, what else are we mad about? Is there anything else? Sorry. Yeah. What's, are y'all mad about anything like petty? What's petty? Mm. Being mad about buying trash cans with the trash away. That's petty. I still can't get over um, buying pillows for your bed that you don't use to rest oh your head God. on. Oh, my God. I hate I don't throw get it. I, know. I hate it. I hate <laughs> Truly, I aspire. I, hate I love the like, look. I understand the aesthetic. I don't understand moving seven pillows to sleep in your bed. I love the look, though. I love the way that I also don't like understand making your beds. You don't make your... Okay, now that is annoying. What? Not making, making, it making it or not making it? Not making it. See, to me, making it is annoying. I hate... If I walk into my room and the bed is not made, it is like... The alt, like, so you're my not mood, in it? No, my mood has changed. If I walk into a room after, like, it's afternoon and the bed hasn't been made all day, like, I'm, like, you've. So you're not gonna sleep in it? 
I'm gonna sleep with it, but I'm pissed. <laughs> That's but why I tried to. It's the same bed that you slept in yesterday. Nothing changed about it. It did. You should make it up. But why? Now you're in your. It changes how your room looks but too. Who are you making it for? Me. It's my room. But you just making it to then dishevel it when you get into it. <laughs> yeah, but it's been made for it's been made for hours. Are you getting for back in it for what? several times a day? But why did you move Sometimes. it for? Depending on the day. Okay, so I'm not getting in back in my bed for hours. It Listen, it just never made sense to me. I'm gonna get back in that same bed. I'm... So your room's a mess right now, is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Actively. Oh. Well, my bed like, is I don't understand the bed. It just looks dirty. No one's walking in there. It, the room looks dirty. The, the room bed's is not clean. Made. The bed is just not made. It's not mm. any different than it was the night before. It I just got looks into dirty. It. That's all I'm saying. There are for times who? that it's no dirty. No one's going in there for me. It looks dirty. It looks dirty for me. You don't. You're not going in there. This sounds petty. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll take that. I will take it. I will take it. This will not be the first time that we disagree on something, so it's fine. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Whatever. Them throw pillows do not add anything to the decor. Aesthetic. It does add something to the decor. Whatever. Okay. Can I tell you something else? You know that what, is petty what also does? Not having a bed. So either you have a bed and no, 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 doggone throw pillows or. The just, way they would be collecting dust on the floor because I got oh tired god. of moving them. Oh my god, I've had oh that. That, that might be a, my mama things. I definitely do not leave. Like if, as soon as I get out of the bed, I make it. Nope, that was a fight that's that one my thing um, Shelton military also. dad lost with me, and that's basically why I didn't go to Naval Academy. I was like, can I envision making this every day? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> if I go out of town, Shelton probably will not make the bed the entire week. The night before I come home, though, he's making the Listen, bed. That's me and my dad when my mom was out of town. The house, stuff on the counters, stuff in the sink. Ew. It was like, it was like, <laughs> damn. Uh, not even like a full, it would just be like spoons and like this sounds knives, dirty. but not like anything like crazy. We also eating a lot of takeout because we can't. Anybody cooking? And so, anybody cooking. Like, but it was like an unspoken thing that like the night before mom came home, get we just start cleaning. No one has to say anything. Nobody has to, <laughs> to know. know. Who's going to know? Nobody's going to know. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think that's definitely my mom was even now. Like, if I leave the house, I cannot have like if dishes are in the sink, like it's gonna work. Like it's oh, gonna I'm like me bad off about dishes all day. I'm like I, they need to be in the dishwasher. Like I don't minimum. understand. Uh, the one thing I'm not like that about though is making my bed. I just have never understood why we we do it. But dishes in the sink piss me off. I really hate it. When I go to make dinner and there's dishes out, <laughs> why? Yeah, I gotta clean the kitchen to make mess the, it up. Yeah, that's the same and thing. And then clean it again. Yeah. I also don't want to come home to a messy home. I think that's also my thing. Like, when I come home, I for me, clean is just, like, a piece. Like, yeah. my room being, my bed being made feels, feels peaceful. So if I come home from a hard mm. day of work and it's that. to a mess, like, I i can't, like, oh. decompress. I understand that. I guess yeah. I don't I get consider don't disheveled do. yeah. covers as mess. Right. That, to me, is just... You do. Uh, so yeah, I do. I, I know I was in it yesterday, so it's not, not a surprise to anybody. If this is a hotel room, we got a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But right. I was here. Okay, so then let me ask y'all a question. Mm. How do you get your toothpaste out the tube? Oh, my. Push from the bottom. Now that, that right there, I didn't realize how much that annoyed me. <laughs> But it really annoys me. Shelton and I, I had like, two different t- um, toothpaste tubes. See, yeah. I, oh, see, I, I was wondering how people do because I can't. Squeezing in the middle drives me nuts. Or even like toothpaste coming out the top. Oh my god! When it gets all dry, <laughs> or or having or in the sink because like you maybe yes. you or you didn't like squeeze that a little bit and you just don't clean that out. <laughs> okay, okay, are you guys this specific about your toilet paper facing which way? Yes, no. it has to go down under. Which See, way is that? So, so like, it is, it, is it a mullet or is it a goatee? <laughs> <laughs> a mullet. 
That's a good memory. I saw it once and I never forgot it. I I care less about that, but it does. But so Costco, you know, has like the mega rolls, Mm -hmm. and so for ours, like. You can't put the mega roll on the thing because it won't come. Like, it won't yeah, go it down. So you have to, like, wait a little while before you put it on the roll. Mm. So I hate when it's, like, the roll is empty and there's a one on top. Mm. Like, <laughs> you have to at least move the toilet paper off the roll so when I'm ready for it, when it fits, it's ready. <laughs> Listen, I'm very petty about a lot of things. This is also why my husband and I have a lot of separate stuff. <laughs> um, I feel like there is energy and truth in that because whatever right. makes your relationship yes. work. Right. <laughs> no, like I'm, well, I'm on something I was watching. This wife literally said he has his own bathroom. Yeah, we're on that there. I don't go in. Oh, I don't know like about she that. she doesn't go in there. <laughs> and they, you don't that's how marriage survives. <laughs> no, I need to go. I need to know that it's clean. Yes, like, we're both very clean, so, like, that's not an issue. But, like, the toothpaste thing started early. Like, even when we had one, because now we have, like, the two, the dual sinks. When we had one sink, we still had def- separate toilet, like, toothpaste things. Because I just <laughs> cannot. Yeah. But I understand separate bathroom thing. Like, I would... We could be there soon. <laughs> I feel like on like the um, Facebook soon. like melanated brides, that's like the biggest thing. All right, ladies, I'm moving in with my man. What are things that I need to look out for? Get separate bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Or at least the sink. I think this dual sinks in our new house saved us. <laughs> at least he can like be his mess. Like he can have his stuff on his side and I can have my stuff mm. on my side. I feel like I, <sighs> that was it's crazy. tough because our like sink space is so small, but as a woman, I have so many products and I'm used to having like the whole a thing. large sink space. So like there's not a place, I don't know where else to put it. Like this belongs, I use it twice a day. This is where it belongs. And so bless it, Patrick. I don't know if it annoys you. I'm sorry if it does. I'm sure it does, but he hasn't told me that. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about like your body wash? Like, you know, like when you're almost at the end of the body wash, like you turn it upside down. Yeah. Turned upside, like, but do you no. like, so you, you just get rid of it? water. No, not add. I don't oh. even know how you open some it to add water. Yeah, oh, some no. people do, but no. But do that. you bring in another one so that when it's like done, done, you or the next person has fresh Ooh. soap, or do you leave it so that they just get in there? They just you know work. No, you always prayer. add it. But the trouble is remembering because yeah. I'll be like, oh, I need to like throw this in, and so I try to have grace when it happens to me. Like I know that in the time that I finished washing and <laughs> rinsing and drying that there have been 52 thoughts that passed yes. my brain. And so now if I remember between then and now, it's a blessing. <laughs> so I try to give grace for that, but it really pisses me off if I'm wet and I have to be wet getting out of the tub and like getting to the, I hate it. I live with myself and I'd be mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> When you forget, like when you get in the ocean, I'm like, oh, I get like now you're the floor all wet, right? Yes. Or when, you or like you, you reach for it and like. <laughs> and for us, we don't keep the extra body wash in the bathroom. Oh, it's in no. the linen closet. Okay, let's talk about why we do that. I don't because know because in my old my parents' house. We have bathrooms on each floor except our basement. But where do we keep the toilet paper? In the basement. <laughs> I love art. Why? Everybody does. Space. Oh, why? We do too. Like our to- toilet paper is in the laundry room, which is downstairs. But we also, I keep like, I try and remember to keep like at least two extra rolls. And because I have like that toilet paper thing, little stand thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we put it in there. But you know, like, because. That one morning. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you forget. Yeah. yeah. I just think I was working from home. I could be like, showtime. Right. <laughs> it's a story of our lives. We say hollering through the house. Mm. 
Wow, we're really petty. Let's not thank God that he That's found fit to give me a man that doesn't Knows care. our hearts. Yeah. All right. Oh, that was meme of the week. All right. So, moving into affirmations. Who wants to? Oh, and for Tiffany. They should be say. topical to the topic at hand. I was ready today. Okay. Ooh, well, she, then you want to go first? She's ready. Sure. <laughs> um, I want to start off by affirming our listeners. To let you guys know that um, is that where we are in the program. <laughs> that you are not the characteristics others ascribe to you. Yeah. Um, you are more than that. I mean, you get to define yourself for you, and mm. it doesn't have to make sense to others. It doesn't have to feel like it's a communal decision. You are who you are. That's who God made you, and you can stand in that and not have to Hallelujah. get the okay from anybody else. Right. If it sits true within your heart. Mm. That's, That's good. good. I'll go next because it kind of piggybacks off of that. Um, I affirm today that you give yourself permission and the freedom to be you. Like, just be free. I think we, as a people, we box ourselves into something that we subscribe or what other people have put on us or whatever have you. Be comfortable with just being free. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I just want to say that it's okay to be different and there is love in accepting our differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's what our uniqueness is what makes us special and what makes, um, what is what's beautiful about us is that we're different. Um, and that, for as a parent, I know it can be very hard to have certain conversations with your children, especially if you don't understand or they're dealing with something that you didn't have to deal with. But I want us to remember again to reiter- reiterate that our kids aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. Kids are very smart. They're very receptive. Yes, they are influenced because their brains aren't developed all the way. So, of course, there are going to be influences in their lives. But it's okay to have conversations and just talking to them about things that we may not be comfortable with and that we should all as a whole be comfortable having these uncomfortable conversations and not shy away from them. So, uh, and I'm talking to myself too, because I'm sure I'm going to be having a million conversations with my child that I just don't understand and that are going to make me feel very uncomfortable. But I'm saying this in a public setting to hold myself accountable to be comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. We'd love to see it. Yeah. All right. So something I um I listened to earlier this week, TD Jakes. I was listening to him talk, um, and he referenced um, <clears throat> Romans six eleven. Um, if you get a moment, you can check it out. But the thing he talked about for me that I thought was pretty. Um, Let me pull out my sword. Are <laughs> you supposed to stand while you read? Yes. I'm not going to read the scripture, oh. but you can stand on oh, okay. stand when you do read it. My chair is going to make too much noise. Sorry. Um. But he said something to me that really stuck out and it made me think about this, um, our upcoming, our, our, our podcast that we're doing now. Um, he said, uh, freedom of the soul isn't a feeling. And when he said that, it hit me really hard because it made me think about how much we really seek to um, be ourselves. And a lot of times that's caught up in the way we feel. And he was saying, you know, you can't feel worthy that it's it's the decision you have to decide that you want to be 
worthy and that you're worthy of forgiveness and you're worthy of love um and that you can't ever be free because you keep waiting to feel worthy that as long as you keep waiting to feel worthy you'll never be it's it isn't a feeling it's about facts mm-hmm. it's a decision you make within yourself you reckon it your feelings are going to resist the decision at first but once you make that decision it says so as a man think in his in his heart so is he and you will believe your feelings you if you believe your feelings you will die but if you're telling yourself that these are the things that you know yourself to be um god so took a moment for him on his own self and said this is who i know i am i am worthy of love mm-hmm. i am worthy of uh forgiveness is that's that's what i i need i'm worthy of Christ Jesus, he had to recognize within his own self that I'm worthy of all of those things. And it's not the feeling of the way you feel about me or the way you'll interact with me after I make this decision. But it is the reckoning, the decision you make for your own self that you are worthy. Mm -hmm. No one else can tell you this. You have to know within your own self. And other people can, they can try to tell you. But until you make the decision for your own self that that is who you are and where you are, then there's, there's no other other way that you're going to get there. There's no other way you'll arrive to the destination of being worthy other than making that decision. So my affirmation for you all this week is to tell, ask that you tell yourself that you are worthy, mm-hmm. to claim that you are worthy, to know that you are worthy. Because the minute you make that decision, everything else will change. And everyone else may feel a way about it, but you will know within your own self who you are. So I affirm that for everyone this week. Where is the goddamn collection plate? Right. I, I I took that from TD, so I, I don't. All right. So I, I, I don't want to say that it is mine, but well, let's that's, go to thepottershouse.com and yes, go ahead, <laughs> donate there. Make your, like, make your donation. <laughs> that was so good. Good job, y'all. Are you smart? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. See y'all next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Peace out.